0: Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. This podcast is brought to you by the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network. And today, this is a special episode. I got I got my guys with me. I got Spencer, regular guest. You guys know him. Spencer, you wanna say hi? Hello. Uh happy to be here. <laughs> and then I got my guy with me, my dog. Roy, what up, man?
1: Hey, let me talk to you. How are we doing today?
0: (laughs) Let me talk to you. I like it. So, yeah, I got my dogs with me today. This is going to be a fun one. Kind of break some stuff down. Uh, Quickly, you know how this goes, though. We're going to do matches of the week. First, we have an AEW. We have FTR. It's an a tag team uh, championship match. FTR versus MJF and Adam Cole. If you heard the podcast before, you know I'm in love with MJF, Adam Cole dynamic right now. So, the match was really fun, but also it was like – like as it, even when it, the whole time you were, you were worried about the match, but you were also worried like, oh snap is, when is MJF going to turn on Adam Cole? Like when is, it like that's inevitable. And it didn't happen. So that was a kind of smart thing on them because they knew the crowd was like on edge about it. Um, FTR ended up winning, but due to MJF kind of sacrificing himself uh, and saving Adam Cole from taking like the, I think they call it the smash machine, whatever they call it, the finisher. And it was just a cool story. So, uh, it was great. It was on Collision uh, yesterday night, so that was fun. Um, next one, we have NXT. Uh, it wasn't a championship match, but Rhea Ripley is obviously the women's world champion on the main roster. But cool thing is they've been coming down to NXT to kind of, you know, give a little rub to the younger people. And uh, Lyra Valkyria is the person she wrestled this past Tuesday. It was a really fun match. I wasn't a huge Lyra Valkyria fan before, but after this match, I was like, okay, cool. I get it now. You know what I mean? She she held her own Rhea smashed her at the end, but hey, she smashed everybody. So it, it makes sense. But yeah, those are quickly our matches of the week. And uh yeah, hit us up if y'all have any matches of the week that you saw that you liked and all this other stuff. So, but next we will get into the the real stuff. So Roy, we've cut a Spencer's already, you know, been a guest. He's giving us his background with wrestling and what he, you know, what got him into it, when did he start, who's his favorites. Roy, I need, I need you to break down your background with pro wrestling.
1: My background is pretty kind of just like everyone else's. I got into it randomly just watching TV, flipped the channels, turned to it, and I saw the two dudes just beating up on each other. And I'm like, this is this is something I can get behind. I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom was not a big fan of the, the, the program because this was back when there was just a lot of blood.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Cutting the foreheads, just bleeding everywhere. My mom was like, we're not watching this in the house So, <laughs> me being the rebellious kid I was Started mowing lawns To afford a TV from a pawn shop and Wow I had, I had a TV that I put outside our house That I would watch wrestling on And I think it was Thursday I can't remember what it used to be on I only watched Smackdown until literally like 2015 Because that's all I can get on like the little free cable channels Gotcha, <laughs>
2: <Don't you>, yeah <laughs>
1: And then the first game I ever played was, I think it was SmackDown versus Rock 2006.
0: Okay. That's a good so choice.
1: From then on until about 2000, maybe 2015, I was every week. Yeah. And then from honestly then until now, I've been kind of keeping up the news, not really watching it, kind of keeping up to date, but still very involved in what's going on with it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Who's some of your favorites?
1: Coming up. Growing up, I was definitely a very just classic John Cena fan, Randy Orton fan. Batista was my guy. Batista might be like my personal top five all time. Right. All because of the time period. Uh, But mm-hmm. I was also just Big Show, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, kind of everyone that was big in 2006, 2007. Yeah. So those were my guys.
2: To so yeah, be honest, ruthless, I didn't know Big
1: Show sure had it. fans.
2: I mean, yeah, so it kind of makes
1: it. What's actually kind of what makes it full circle is I loved Big Show because I was always like a little, I grew really fast as a kid. Like I was the tallest kid that I knew. I was also the biggest kid that I knew. So I was always like, oh, I'm like the Big Show of my friends. <laughs> uh, flash forward to, you know, college time. I joined a fraternity and one of our like fraternity brothers, hey, Big Show, what do you know?
0: Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. That's crazy. Didn't he, like, write y'all or something? Well, he was in a completely different school. So, gotcha. like,
1: it was one of those, like, he wrote it to the entire organization, which gotcha, is, okay. I mean, the large fraternity, because they throw out to schools like Swasu Northwest, yeah. and Northwestern. So, you know, small schools, so everybody's got them. So nothing super special. but I'm like, yeah, you know what? This makes sense. Way to bring it full circle.
0: That's dope. It's a r- more Ruthless Aggression era just because of the time you grew up, obviously. Absolutely, um, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, just so folks know, Spencer and, and Roy are kind of my go-to. Like, I send them new stuff that's happening now, but they're pretty tapped in. Like I said, even with Spencer, like, they be surprising me with, like, how tapped in they are on, like, recent stuff. And uh, every time they say something that I didn't expect them to know, like, it makes me happy. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, all right, so now we will get into our bracket. This is going to be interesting. I think we're going to have a lot of discussions, a lot of debate. Um, This is our best in-ring bracket, like, best wrestlers in the ring, not necessarily in the mic, none of that stuff, just, like, performing technically in the ring, uh, best of all time bracket. Um, So, yeah, it should be a good time. Um first match first matchup first round we have and I will say before we start I did I didn't like go through this and like seed it like I didn't go like oh he should be here he should be here I just kind of went with the best people I thought of and it kind of laid out how it laid out so I was like how
1: you set that up
0: yeah like some people are going to get screwed in the like every tournament right yeah um you know they're going to get screwed based on the seating they were in but Hey, if you're a real one, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, basically a conduit of that, our first round matchup, is Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Spencer, you want to give your thoughts first? So whenever I'm thinking about what happens in the ring, Mm -hmm. I think
3: that there are three components to in-ring performance. Mm-hmm. There's uh like actual wrestling move execution uh move set like those mm-hmm. types of things like the very the things that you see very directly from offense. Gotcha. There's your ability to sell, your ability to make the other guy look good, your ability to make the situation look realistic and what are you doing for like the first category is what are you doing for yourself the second category is what are you doing for the other guy and are you making the match overall great Mm -hmm. the third thing is miscellaneous which usually is going to be um set up for a baby face and distractions for a heel so um like all of the stuff that's that makes professional wrestling what it is but isn't actually wrestling so you uh getting the crowd hyped up for what's to come you setting up certain moves you you know sizing a guy up or you know all of that um or you know a what you do while the referee is distracted or what you're able to take advantage of um you know while the match is happening so there there are three big pieces of in-ring performance that I'm looking at when evaluating these people. Gotcha. So, um, I don't know about y'all,
0: but that's just me. No, definitely. That's a good way to break it down.
1: That is everything that my brain said, but I couldn't find the words to say when I was thinking about this. I'm like, what makes a good match or like a good performer right. in the in ring? Right. That's exactly what you said.
3: And so, uh, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, um, what a matchup, right? <laughs> oh. uh, there are a lot of people that regard Shawn Michaels as like the goat. Yeah. And it was, su- I was surprised to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels to me feels more like a Steph Curry than a Michael Jordan or uh, LeBron James. Um, and and that's not to take anything away from Steph Curry, right? Right, I get you. Steph Curry is the goat in certain categories, but not right. the goat, right? And so I kind of feel the same way about Shawn Michael. Like, there's a lot of things that Shawn Michael is very, very good at, but I don't know that I could call him just the overall best. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H is kind of the epitome of what I knew wrestling to be growing up. Um, mm-hmm. he was you know just wide and huge and <laughs> strong and you know uh i love triple h's move set Same. Um, like one the, of my favorites like the pedigree isn't necessarily my favorite move but like all the stuff triple h does on the ground like yeah. i really like um
1: he has the greatest set of that that spinebuster is the oh. uh, creme yeah. de cream. creme it is so yeah, it really good. Is. That, that pickup and just the way he like throws him like turns the body and slams oh man it is what i yeah. do in a pool every time yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Like, it's like i love the triple h's utilization of his knees oh the high knee throw against the rope the high knee yeah i oh, love it beautiful and so beautiful. i uh but honestly i think that So I think that in category A, like moves to moves, I think that Triple H probably wins there because Mm -hmm. honestly, when I think of Triple H, there are several moves that I think of that are specific to Triple H with Shawn Michaels. That's not really the case. Um, There are some that are very specific to him, but like he doesn't have like just a, a catalog of moves that come to mind. Like when I think of Shawn Michaels, I think of the sweet chin music and I think of like the elbow drop. But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, uh, that's it as far as stuff that other people aren't really doing. Right. Right. Um, as far as making the other guy look good though, Sean Michaels does that very well. He does. Like, Sean Michaels will, Sean Michaels throws his body around unlike others. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that he does it, there are a lot of people that are not like able to do that. Effectively without like hurting themselves, Mm -hmm. um, so Shawn Michaels does very well in that category. Um, in the third category, the setup for the sweet chin music is, is uh, it's something special. Oh, it
2: really is.
1: Tuning
3: the band, Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, and and Triple H is you know good in that category too, but Shawn Michaels, the the way that that's that's top tier like yeah, as far really as getting the crowd to get in there with you and all that um yeah it's it's uh it's really good so as much as i love triple h's moveset i think i gotta go Shawn michaels
0: Ooh, okay i'll leave my my input last
3: Roy, what you what you think oh i think i know where you're going because uh <laughs> i i heard an episode where uh you had some feelings about Shawn michaels a little bit. Just a little bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I kind of knew how you were
2: leaning from the beginning.
0: <laughs> Rory, what you, what
2: you got?
1: I just want it to be known that I am an avid Shawn Michael hater. Okay. I think he is one of the most overrated guys out there. Wow. I res- I respect the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's good. I don't think he's as good as everyone makes him out to be. With that being said, I do give Shawn Michaels the edge in this one. Mm -hmm. For the reason that Spencer stated, I have never seen a guy, aside from Dolph Ziggler, sell moves as great as Shawn Michaels does. Okay. And the setup to the Sweet chin music, again, is just one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. I remember being... Just so frustrated watching this show, and they're just stomping, everyone's yelling, and he kicks me. I'm just yelling I'm like, how do they not know he's getting kicked? Like everyone's screaming, what's going on? Like, are these guys stupid in the ring? You know, right. as a kid, not knowing it's you know yeah. set up. I the whole time was like everyone is yelling, they're screaming. How do you not know it's happening? Well, I would be so mad. And John, he's stomping.
3: He's like, yeah.
1: stomping. <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> like getting, vibrations.
3: Like he yeah. literally stomping. Like, how yeah. did you not?
1: <laughs> like, he was just you know being up next. on you, and now you're not getting touched. Something's happening. Right. They, they stand up, turn around, boom, it's over.
3: And yeah. Shawn Michaels had the best, uh, like, utilization of the pop up.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. His pop up yeah, was like, nice.
3: Yeah. And, and that was, I mean, there are a lot of people doing it, but Shawn Michaels' timing with it and Shawn Michaels' execution of it was. Like flawless in most cases.
0: And he did it. He was the first guy that did it to where I had no nervousness if he was gonna actually hit it or not. You know, there's some dudes like they do it, they hit it, like, eh. yeah, it's a little wobbly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, he was the first guy. I was like, Oh yeah, he hit that thing, and he, he always st- he sticks. He, it you every mentioned time. exactly, and he does it like when the crowd is like hot, like he's made a he's knocked a few down, he's done his clothesline three times, knocked three dudes down, and then he hits it. You like, oh okay. All
1: right, Isn't, hasn't he also done it like from his shoulders too? Like, he didn't use his hands to propel himself, yeah, yeah, like, like he would just yeah, he, up, he didn't put on. his
3: hands back, yeah, because yeah. yeah, whenever I've seen like bigger dudes do it, they have to, like, yeah, it their push hands off. to kind of, but That's yeah, no, he just, no, nah, he just,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, all right, guys, um, I let it this, slide, but,
1: it hurt, but it hurt. I love the triple, triple H. I the love triple
0: triple H. 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 I don't want to say it's not disrespect because, I mean, we all know we all love Triple H here. But first of all, in the first category we talked about, technical, as we talked about, there's just known moves, right? Like, to me, Triple H has one of the best punches, wrestling punches I've seen. You know what I mean? Like, usually, like, he hits you right at the top of your forehead. Like, you know what I mean? Where it, don't, <laughs> it looks good every time he throws a punch. Um, as far as making guys look good, he literally... Let, I mean, he literally let The Rock and Stone Cold beat his ass and made them look amazing. You know what I'm saying? And Stone, I mean, obviously, he didn't do it in the way um, Shawn Michaels did. Shawn Michaels was more, like, dramatic. But, like, I if you go like, and what watch... What Triple like, H
3: did was long-term. as yeah, opposed like, to Like, what, what Shawn Michaels did was very match-to-match.
0: But Triple H, uh, yeah, he, he did it over a stretch right. of time. Because, like... Whenever, like, Stone Cold, like, let's say they're having to do with a promo, Triple H is doing a promo, Stone Cold runs in, Stone Cold starts just hitting him, like, with eight straight punches, like, you know what I mean? He's making him look very good, you know? And um, obviously, in their matches. And then, heel wise, he did a great job of, like, selling the distraction. Oh, okay. Stephanie's hopped up on the ropes. You slide? Let me slide this little, uh, um, what do you use? The ha- no, he's a uh, hammer. hammer. Sledgehammer. sledgehammer. Yeah. I love Triple H with a sledgehammer. Oh, my God. And he hit it perfectly, right? He didn't do all this, like, oh, I'm going to hit you in your stomach. No, he hit you with the top of your dough and it looked good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I I struggle with this, guys. But I mean, hey, in this, I, in this, I would like to, people. Yeah. Like, I'd like to go on record. I'm not trying to
3: take anything away from Triple H. Right. I don't want anybody to be under the impression that i have negative things to say about triple h in my selection of shawn michael's here yes. uh triple h is great and this was not an
1: easy matchup but um i think triple h in any other matchup i think he
0: takes it not, not,
1: never. well man not, maybe not, not any other but yeah.
0: finisher <laughs> most, maybe most finisher it. maybe but then outside of that to me hpk is winning i mean uh, triple h is winning
1: the thing with triple H too though is like you take just in ring performance like we're doing, and that takes away half of Triple H. Like you put in the whole whole wrestler. I mean Triple H is just running away with it. But Shawn Michaels just just setting up and just the storytelling in the ring is just so nice.
0: Okay, two to one vote. So that means we're going with majority here. We're we're democracy here, uh or at least on this episode. And <laughs> we will Move I'm glad you pointed H- that out. Yeah, no, just to make a clarification <laughs> so we know we're moving forward, but because I feel HB- like ne- next time
3: somebody comes for Orange Cassidy, it's about to be oh, yeah. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Episode gonna be 12 minutes long if somebody comes for Orange Cassidy. Um okay, so HB- HBK moves on, defeats uh Triple H. Oh, Hard to cross that one. Um all right, our next matchup is Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. I'm kind of I feel right. like this is gonna be so disrespectful. Dishes- I'm gonna stuff. let you start.
2: Yeah. Again, I want to be known on record. Actually
1: it's not even the same as Shawn Michaels. I can't stand Bret Hart. <laughs> I think he he is my number one overrated. Like I never saw anything that I was like, oh this is my favorite wrestler. Like he has the sharpshooter and that was it. Like I remember his moveset being garbage. His entrance was garbage like his outfit was just not good. I don't think I've ever played as Bret Hart in any of the games, and I don't ever <laughs> want to. As opposed to Kurt Angle, who is, I mean, the dude wanna go medal with a broken freaking neck. What <laughs> more do you need to say?
0: How many times did they say that back? In the
3: day? <laughs> <laughs> um I do wonder if it was difficult for Kurt Angle to not accidentally say broken fuck neck.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know in the back they did. Oh yeah. Um I think early
1: on, maybe, but I mean I think he did it so much because I watched a an Instagram video the other day uh, Mm of him with his wife. And he said it, he's like, I won this with a golden or with a broken freaking neck. And I think it's just
0: it's a slogan
1: now at this point, and I I love it.
0: No, it's hilarious. Um I'll let Spencer go laugh. I, I mean I think this is gonna be pretty clear. I mean Kurt yeah, Angle like, is one of the greatest to ever, just, one of the greatest talents to ever touch a ring. Bret Hart is, is. I feel Hardy. like, I don't know, he benefited from the time period, right? If, you, if you hit a, a, a solid suplex, they was like, ooh, ooh, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Whereas his, you know, in today's, if, if Bret Hart was out here today, they'd be like, oh, he's kind of stiff. You know what I mean? He can't do yeah. half the stuff any of these other guys can do. And I mean, yeah, it's, this is clear for me. What do you think, Spencer? Uh, yeah, we we could have skipped this one.
3: Um, <laughs> we're we're talking about maybe like in category A, maybe the goat. Maybe yeah.
2: Right, yeah. right, right, right.
3: Uh, versus a guy who I don't even want to waste time discussing. <laughs> um, I'm sure that there are some old heads that have feelings about that. Oh, yeah, but um, it is what it is, man. I'm just, I feel Bret Hart to me is like, oh, I know it's to be wild.
1: <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was waiting know, for
3: it. I was be, waiting the way for you set that up. This is out to be wild. This just
1: tuning the band,
2: yeah.
3: Go ahead. Bret Hart to me is like Kevin McHale on the <laughs> 80s Celtics, <Jeez. laughs> like he was there he got the job done but if you want to like there's always been somebody better yeah at any point when he was there or involved like the fact that he and Shawn Michaels were from the same time period like I don't know how Bret Hart got anything done. Yeah um yeah. and that was Shawn Michaels with the mullet yeah, yeah. like that was a I mean. Shawn Michaels <laughs> <laughs> and Bret Hart I just I He's one of the people that is just woefully unimpressive. No, I agree. And you're right; he benefits from the time period because even if he had not, even if he had been like five years later, he would have been yeah. mid-card, maybe. Right. Like, but or it. he he wouldn't have made it. He would have. They would have been like, "You can go."
0: But like. I mean, he obviously got hurt in WCW, so he wasn't able to stay super long. But like WCW, at the time that was when the cruiserweights were putting on five star. That's when you had Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero,
2: right?
0: <sighs> so it was like, I mean, you watch a Bret Hart match, you like, oh hell no! Like this is <laughs> the hell. This is like watch watching Bob Cousy dribble. You know what I mean? Like this is garbage. You know yeah, what I'm like it's
3: just he he benefited from the time period, and and that's not even like I
1: struggle saying that because he wasn't even great for the time period that's what I'm gonna say is i remember watching a lot of his like highlights and even like with the scope of the time frame i'm like nothing he does stands out other than the crowd loves
0: him yeah I, it's tough because it's like he benefited from a time period where he when he started it was like the kind of the midway to almost the end of like the ultimate warrior hulk hogan You know, big guys who can't wrestle, but they're kind of the the star attraction. But then also you think like, okay, they had Steamboat. They had Mr. Perfect. They had Macho Man. They had like dudes who could go, you know what I mean, actually wrestle. And that's the thing, like Bret Hart didn't do anything very well.
3: Mm. Like even like taking the ring outside of this, like there are some people who are popular because of their mic work. There are yeah. some people who are popular because of their look. There are some people mm-hmm. who are popular just based on the moves that they do or the people that they have with it. Like there are a lot of things that can lead people to be popular. And I don't get it with Bret Hart.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know. I think like his brother was better than me, Owen Hart. Yeah, I like Owen. I like Owen. Yeah. Owen yeah. was way better, way more athletic, way more just 10 times more charisma. Like even in the yeah. ring, like even just performing. And maybe that's how he got anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, he did have the lineage, the heart foundation. I mean, the hearts and the stampede wrestling in Canada and all that stuff. So he definitely had. But I mean, I see why if I'm Vincent, man, I'm like, I'm a little hesitant to pull the trigger on this guy. I just don't. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Like he's he's one it. of the people that like you bring in for name recognition alone. Yeah. That's basically but, what WCW did. Yeah. But you don't you don't bring him in for any other reason. Um. So, with all of that, um, it wouldn't have really mattered who Bret Hart was up against. His chances weren't great, but being <laughs> up against Kurt Angle is yeah. a bloodbath.
0: This yeah, it really is. Unfair. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, that was, that was pretty clear, guys. Uh, like, that's Kurt a waste Angle's of Kurt Angle's time. time. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um. All right, next one. This will be interesting because there's some time difference here. Chris Jericho. Against Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan, for those in his WWE days, um, I can go first on this one just because I know a little more about Brian Danielson. This was tough for me just because you, obviously, Chris Jericho is known for being the character guy, right the the guy who can put on any character, any new version of himself, and be successful. Somehow find a way to get over. It. But then also, Chris Jericho is amazing in the ring um and like has had plenty of classic matches from WCW to WWE you know even if in his older days when he was going against AJ Styles and all these you know younger guys um so i and i have a special place in my heart for Chris Jericho like the Walls of Jericho is one of my favorites i just love especially like you know just came in like into WCW Chris Jericho and then like when he first hit WWE that was amazing um Brian Danielson is one of my favorite also I would say one of my favorites. I really like Brian Um, I think he kind of ushered in a new wave of wrestlers as far as like, you know, during that time, it was like John Cena, no disrespect, but it was, at that time, it was like dudes like him, you know what I'm saying, who were running things. And then Daniel Bryan comes out of nowhere, gets over with the crowd due to his character work also, but like people knew him as the dude who can wrestle with anybody. You know what I mean? He reminded us of a day when, you know, early two thousands where it was just dudes who were technical wrestlers, but also really got to do it at a high level. They didn't get punished for being technical wrestlers. And so Brian It's I, I tough for me. I'm probably going to lean more Chris Jericho just because I just think the stuff he did in the ring was amazing. And he, and he wasn't a little guy. So like the stuff he was doing was crazy. Kind of when you think about how big he was, um, but I, I can see both ways. I can kind of see both sides.
3: It's so funny because I feel like Daniel Bryanson should have been a cruiserweight. Yeah. Like he's small enough to be a cruiserweight, but I don't know if he he doesn't have the athleticism required to do what a lot of the cruiserweights do. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, especially um, the, that that period and today's period, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so
3: he was, like, he should have been bigger than he was. Like, the way he wrestled, he wrestled like he was larger. Yeah, um, yeah. But not that that's necessarily an issue, but against Chris Jericho it is. Because Chris Jericho was bigger than him and could do a lot more, I feel like. Yeah, and I agree. I love Chris Jericho. And, I mean, this one was pretty easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... uh I, I I don't want to take anything away from... I know him as Daniel Bryan. Right, right. Uh, and I don't want to take anything away from Daniel Bryan, but Chris Jericho's too much for him. In other matchups, uh, there may have been more discussion, but not with Chris Jericho.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Bruce?
1: I... This one I went back and forth a lot on, because mm-hmm. it's hard to say what Bryan Danielson does wasn't great. Right. at the t- In his, like, Ran in the WWE. I was. This was when I was the biggest John Cena fan. So mm-hmm. I wanted to hate him. I wanted to hate him so bad. Right. If there's something about him I couldn't. Because I was like, he's just. He's so good.
2: Yeah. But yeah. It's Chris Jericho. Right. <laughs> it's, and yeah. the it's, thing
3: about Chris Jericho hasn't slowed down at, at all. Like he's been doing this. Like Y two J. Uh Like and bef- like well before that.
0: Exactly, like early 90s,
3: yeah. Like, he's been doing this for a solid 30 years and And he hasn't slowed down.
1: He's still going, yeah. He's and it was crazy too. Is like his moveset isn't it doesn't really bode well for longevity, you would imagine. Like, he's doing the line, salt, he's jumping off the middle rope, doing a backflip, right? But he's still doing it and he's still hitting it, and it still looks so good,
0: it really does. And like in AEW now, like. If there's some new guy that's, like, the hot th- hot guy, they put him up against Chris Jericho to kind of, like, test him, basically. Uh, check? Yeah, let's just say, like, all right, you did a good job. All right, let's put you in against the vet and see. If he approves of you, okay, you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? So, it- it's crazy. But, no, you're right. Like, he definitely had a more versatile game uh, than Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's flying knee was one of the best I've seen. Like, that's true. He- when he hits you, it was like, oh weak that look, you know what I'm saying? That look and he ran like he was one of the first wrestlers I saw like like run full speed, yeah, like sprinting. Not, yeah, like yeah. full out, sprint, no hold back. I'm hitting you as hard as I can, you know what I mean? Um, which I love. This the little like MMA style kicks that got over, but they look they actually like hurt. You know what I mean? He was really connecting. That was really cool to see. So Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's he's up there. I agree. Like a different matchup, he might he might squeak through. Um, Roy, did you say you you're going uh Chris Jericho also?
1: I am, yeah.
2: Okay. That makes
0: sense. But yeah, Brian uh Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. He even came back, you know, Brian Danielson was his like real name, got it changed in WWE, then he got it changed back to Brian Danielson. And he's had some great matches in AEW, he just always gets hurt That's his biggest downfall. He just gets injured a lot. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully he'll come back and put on some more matches before he retires. And he has a lot of, you know, concussion issues. Um, he is
1: running out life, though, with his wife.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's he's doing fine.
0: Yeah, my man is all right. Um, okay, next one. This is going to be interesting. <sighs> this one's a tough one. We got Eddie Guerrero versus Machu Mito. Machu me Let's move on to the next round. I'm this gonna be tough. honest. Okay. Oh, Spencer, don't don't do it. Not tough for me.
1: Uh.
3: Wow, disrespectful. <laughs> this is I, the hardest one. Uh, no.
1: Uh,
3: well, <laughs> no, no. It's it. No. Um, <laughs> I love the Machu me. I really do. Eddie Guerrero is too much. Um, Eddie Guerrero was phenomenal in the ring Um,
2: and I think a lot of people
3: don't realize that Mm -hmm. I think that because of the I lie, I cheat, I steal thing um, even kind of before that with the Latino Heat days um, I don't know if people give Eddie the in-ring respect he deserves Okay, Um, Eddie Eddie was really good on the mat. Yeah. Technically, like Eddie Guerrero was excellent. Um, and then, as far as like, he was the best at like using distractions and doing the yeah. uh, like while the ref isn't looking or like mm-hmm. that, that type of in ring performance. He yeah. was the best that oh, I had really. seen. Like, it, it was. Oh, it's phenomenal! Like most
0: creative buff, yeah,
3: number one in that yeah. area. And with that, uh, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Macho Man. Macho Man probably would have done better in another matchup, but this was not hard for me. Uh, whenever I think about it, like Eddie Bell to Bell, mm-hmm. he's
0: better than Macho Man Bell to Bell. Okay, Roy, I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker here because I'm going Macho Man. Now, I'll make the argument due to the fact Macho Man was in an era that, you know, he was surrounded by a bunch of stiffs, right? But he found a way to, like, I watched the documentary and they said the one with him and, uh Steamboat, I think it was at WrestleMania or SummerSlam, it's like one of the greatest matches of all time. I've watched it, it holds up, and apparently, like, Macho Man like literally laid down to the second everything they did. Like he was one of those. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure Eddie was the same way. You know what I mean? Like they some guys go out and they work on the fly and it's still a great match, but there's some dudes who are like, you no, know, I literally in my head I envisioned this match, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Macho Man was that type. He he was the first guy to make the elbow drop a thing, like actual popular move. So many people do it now, and it's like, all right, whatever. But But, his elbow drop was was nice. Yeah, Yeah, his was nice. He went right at like your chin. Yeah, area and um, it looked right right in the throat every time. Yeah, right in the yeah, right in the neck. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and he got some up on it. You know, top rope, point to the sky. It was just, it was fire. Then just like the play, everything he did was like smooth and effortless and yeah man it's just macho man was like one of the true early goats of like in-ring performance you know what i'm saying and i will give you that uh he was he was making it
3: work with i don't want to say talentless people oh. but he he was able to get a lot done with somebody he was getting no help from
0: yeah, like he was literally like, all right, Hulk Hogan, you go here. All right, all right, now hit me. Okay, now do the, you know what I'm saying? Where like Eddie was like, all right, Chris, we're well, we going to do our do this match we've done 80,000 times, or Kurt Angle, or Ray Mysterio, or you yeah, know, like what Eddie, Eddie had
3: the luxury of being on a team with talent. And yeah. like, like it, like Macho Man was Jordan when Pippin wasn't
0: there. <laughs> exactly. Like, bro, SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown during that period, bro. He was wrestling Batista, Ray, Chris Jericho, you know, you know, any of those guys. Stacked up
1: at
3: the time. Yeah, like
0: SmackDown at that time was super stacked. Uh, so yeah, I'ma go Macho Man. Roy, what are your thoughts?
1: I think I mean Macho Man is the cream of the crop.
2: He's
1: hard to beat. (laughs) But I gotta go, Eddie. Oh, okay. I think when it goes it comes down to selling it and just using them distractions, no one does it as good as Eddie does. Sure. No one. My one of my all time favorite moments was I think it was the belt. He goes to hit. I don't remember he went to go hit. And the ref gets up early than he thinks, and he's got to lay on the belt and just pretend like he wasn't about to just hit him over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets caught. Oh man, that is one of the all time favorite highlights for me.
0: Yeah. No, those are, like, all of those were just, like, super creative. It was smart. It was, it was like, paying homage to, like, a Ric Flair, but then doing it in a way more, like, creative way. And, uh, like.
1: Ref looks back, and he's, like, waving at Rey Mysterio, and he turns back around, he flops back on the ground. Like, I just remember as a kid dying watching that happen. Yeah.
0: Bro, like. Some people think that's, like, entertainment, but, like, you have to, like, map that out as a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? You got to – to execute like, it well, you got to
1: – That timing's you know. got to be perfect between all yeah.
0: parties. exactly. And I'm sure he came up with all that stuff, I'm sure. Um, yeah. No, Eddie Eddie moves on. Uh, you know, it's democracy. I, I agree. I mean, I don't agree, but I, I get it. Obviously, that's one of the and, tougher matchups in the first round.
3: And let me say, had the Macho Man been up against, like, Shawn Michaels, Macho Man
0: would have cleared it. Oh, okay. No, I agree with you. I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. On to our next one. I feel like I'm going to be the one of the ones making the argument here, but uh, we have Undertaker, one of our only big guys in this one. Shout out to him because he's the goat. Yeah. Against the Bout Machine, Kenny Omega. Now, I will make my argument first. Because I think That's I know, idea. I think I know where the wind is headed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. All right, I'm making my case for the Bout Machine, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is one of the greatest talents to ever wrestle. He just hasn't done it in WWE, but the dude just gets it, bro. Every time he wrestles, it's a five star match, and I don't. And like, you know, like everybody throws a five star match with everything nowadays, but like, he literally. Has been I think he's like 40 now. He's been doing it for so long. And and the New Japan level, where like them dudes are amazing over there. Like, you can't just squeak by a five-star match over there. And he's doing it at AEW last couple of years, uh, with Brian Danielson. He had an amazing match with Will Ospreay, he has been amazing. It's just like everything he does, he doesn't do well, he does like stuff that probably I would say he's a better version of seth rollins if that makes sense like he does everything seth rollins can do but he just does it at a different level and he just looks like when you think of a wrestler if you built a wrestler like in a video game of a he looks like an 80s wrestler or something you know what i'm saying dude just looks the part you know what i'm saying and so yeah the dude has held championships everywhere been part of the bullet club he's the leader of the elite and he just like Undertaker's amazing. We all know that he's probably the greatest big guy wrestler ever. Like, um, for the things he could do, for the people he could work with, it didn't matter what size they were, he could make everybody look good. But Kenny, Kenny's the reason, there's a reason they call him the bout machine because every time he wrestles, you know, it's a big fight feel. It, it just has a different energy about it. And uh, his flying knee, nasty. Um, like his finishers are all great. He makes every move look important. Yeah, man. The bow machine. I'm I'm voting for the Bow machine, but I, I I understand why I'm not gonna win this argument.
3: Here go. So here's here's where I am on that. Um taking the Undertaker out of this. Um I guess I have not seen enough Kenny Omega because I would have made the argument in the opposite direction. I feel like Seth Rollins is what Kenny Omega wants to be. Mm. Oh. oh, okay. And, and again, perhaps I have not seen enough of this man. Cause okay. I, um, you know, I'm not as familiar with Kenny Omega as some of the other people on this list, but, uh, just from what I've seen from him, um, Regard like outside of him being up against the goat. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I don't think that the Undertaker is the best in the ring performer. Um right. the Undertaker is the overall goat, not the in ring goat. Um, so I am removing my bias mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people like I the Undertaker is not gonna win the bracket. I don't right. know that. <laughs> Right and, and I'm gonna be a part of that. But um no, I I don't I haven't seen that level of excellence from Kenny Omega and perhaps I have not dedicated enough time to him, but no. Um Kenny Omega is not Kenny Omega is not a better version of Seth Rollins to me. Like if those two were up in the bracket, uh, Seth is going to clear that as far as my vote goes. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, but even outside of that, uh, the Undertaker's the fact that he was able to do what he was able to do at his size mm. is impressive, and sh- and and it's impressive because we've seen people that same size and smaller and bigger that are not able to do. Some yeah, Undertaker
2: did. Like, Yeah, most of them are ass.
3: Yeah, like there's it's it's unfortunate that there are so many people like once you hit like six six, you're like not I don't know what happens. Yeah, it's, it's like you're just not good anymore. But yeah, the Undertaker and Kane were like, no, we're we're athletes.
2: They're, we're they're, do genetics, all shit.
1: they're brothers exactly,
3: the yeah. reality, <laughs> and so. The Undertaker was one of the most creative in the ring that I had seen. Uh I watched him invent moves all over the place. Yeah. Um that whole like sit up thing, it was mean. Oh yeah.
0: yeah
2: it was. Like
3: the way that he used that and the way that it would hit the crowd. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Um and then of course, the way that he took moves that we already know and like changed them up to be new and fresh. Yeah. And- good the way that he would pin people Um, yeah Um, you knew where I was going (laughs) with this Um, but I wanted to be clear
2: that I am like Kenny Omega doesn't do it for me and I think
3: in a lot of these matchups Kenny Omega wouldn't have gotten very far for me personally but again Maybe I haven't seen enough of him based on your assessment. Mm-hmm. Or we just disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah. Roy, what do you think?
1: I'm going to keep it pretty short and sweet. I never even heard of Kenny Omega until about a month ago when he, I, I think you brought him up on this podcast. Mm-hmm. looked him up. I'm like, ah, oh, he's nice. And that yeah. was the extent of my research on him. It's, a, it's an easy win.
0: Okay. I respect it. Respected. I mean, obviously, Taker is a big time. But Kenny Omega, if you you want to look up a Kenny Omega match, you can look up Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, which is, like, for some people believe is, like, the better version of Seth or the, like, newer version of Seth Rollins, like a a new evolved version. Um, Kenny Omega came earlier. He's a little older. He's older than Seth. So, um, but... Yeah, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay or Kenny Omega versus Okada in New Japan. Bro, the matches are crazy. Um, And he was kind of one of the first people to like, I don't want to say create, but he was like one of the first like pillars of this new like, you know, kickouts, you know, three, four kickouts in a match, big time kickout, you know, if somebody hits him with a finisher, he kicks out or he's somebody with a finisher, you know what I mean? He's one of the first people to like add that into matches. And then it made its way to WWE. And now it's like a, a normal thing. Um, uh, but that used to not be the case. Um, but okay. Undertaker makes it the next round. Glad Kenny Omega got some got a little bit of shine. Um all right. This one this one is another one I feel like I would be fighting uphill, but hey, we can make it work. We have the rock versus C the best in the world, CM Punk.
2: Um go ahead, You guys go ahead. Go ahead. Roy, Roy, what, Roy, what Roy do you want to start? I'll go ahead and start. Um,
1: again, going back to my John Cena bias. I hate CM Punk. There's <laughs> not even a like a respect factor of like, oh, I, I like him, I could like him. I can't stand the guy. I thought he was overrated. I didn't get the appeal of it. Yeah, the finisher was cool. Uh, but then I started actually thinking about it. And his matches were honestly pretty great. He had a lot of moments that I went back and watched earlier and I was I just I guess I was just so encapsulated in my disdain for him that I was like, nah, this isn't that good. He yeah. he can go. He can go yeah. for a while and he's still going. yeah the rock is it's a tough tough battle with the rock. The rock just got it. he he knew what to sell, he knew how to sell it. I mean, the sell from the Stunner is one of the all-time best
2: cells. Right, it really is. I,
0: I it's me, I don't know. I, I see both ways. I get the John Cena hate though. I get that. I my I
3: don't like CM Punk, and it has nothing to do with John Cena. I just don't like CM Punk. I have <laughs> always thought that he is incredibly overrated. I have never just been super impressed by CM Punk. Mm. And I feel like a lot of his great matches are through the other guy, not him. Yes, I Ugh. just don't think that CM Punk is worth the hype. Like he's not that
2: great to me. Yeah. And the rock is a uh, boy. <laughs>
3: The rock uh he did what he did very well. Yeah. Uh this again, I've I've said this, um, and I still believe this. The rock's level of versatility was really, really low. <laughs> so the rock, and that's acting, that's being a wrestler, that's on the mic, that's like, like that's across the board. The yeah. rock, the things that the rock does well, he is the best at. Right. But the Rock is not even discussed in categories of things that he's not the best at. Right.
2: Um,
3: and so I said that to say that he lacks versatility. Now, um, he didn't necessarily require that because, you know, there are some people that, like Chris Jericho, is a good example of does versatility well. Honestly, yeah. The Undertaker is mm-hmm. a good example of does versatility well. But um, The Rock isn't. And that's okay uh because the things that he did he did really really well mm-hmm. um the rock had a pretty good move set his punches were very unique very yeah. the rock mm-hmm. um they were really good his ability to get the crowd involved with what he was doing was yeah. excellent his crowd
1: work is unmatched yeah. yeah
3: and it's better outside of the ring than in the ring there's better in the ring crowd work but um yeah, The Rock um his mat the rock's matches were really fun to watch. Yeah. And were. The Rock was one of the best at selling that we've seen. Uh just right. because he put a lot of intent into selling. Yeah. And so I think that what The Rock was able to do for himself as well as what he was able to do for the other guy was really important. Uh so, even if he wanted to be like he, I think taking a pin would be difficult for him sometimes.
2: Yeah. Uh, I agree.
3: Especially like later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was not as interested in that. Right. But um because the rock did what he did really well and because on the record, Foxy and Punk um <laughs> I'm going to go with the
2: rock. And I think I
3: don't like CM Punk so much because the the hype that he gets I think is what bothers me. Like, if he wasn't as hyped as he was, I wouldn't hate it as much because then it wouldn't be as, like, egregious in my head. Mm -hmm. But to me, he's just not that guy. And the fact that he's treated like he's that guy and he's not, I just can't get behind it. But... We know that I think, as far as being overrated,
0: he's real high on my list. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, for me, though, like, I've always, you know, I've always been a CM Punk guy from the beginning, even in, like, 09, when he first, like, started, when he was straight edge of society and all that stuff. Um, That's the worst gimmick of all time. <laughs> I I, I like it. Uh, CM but, Punk on the
3: mic, though. CM Punk on the mic is is a different... Conversation, yeah. but. but
0: I think what people love about CM Punk is because obviously what he does in the mic, but his work in the ring. So one of the greatest CM, uh, one of the greatest John Cena matches ever. One of the first times we ever were like, "Ooh, John Cena can go," was with CM Punk. Um, like before that, people were like, "All right, the what is it like the three five moves of Doom or something?" Five moves whatever. of Doom. Yep. Yeah, like. He did five moves. We knew what was coming. It was very cookie cutter trash. Whereas when he got with CM Punk, it was like a legit wrestling classic. And I attribute that to CM Punk, right? Um, And like CM Punk set up most of that stuff. Uh, When The Rock came back, they had a match at, I think it was, I forgot what pay-per-view it was. It was an outstanding match with uh, CM Punk. And that was a lot of it due to CM Punk like almost like carrying the rock, but you know what I mean? He basically was like, all right, you you haven't been doing this for a while. Let me lead you through this. You know what I mean? And yeah, is he the most athletic guy? No, but he's more in the vein of like, he just does a lot of things really well. And he keeps it simple, Like he doesn't do like off the top row. He doesn't, I mean, he does the elbow drop, but he does like the classics to, to remind you of the classic stuff. But then he also brings a little bit of new school. Like he was one of the first people to start doing the high knees and, Incorporating a lot of knee stuff, a lot of like MMA stuff. Obviously, the go to sleep is an amazing finisher. No, uh, when not. he hits it. <laughs> it's an amazing finisher. When he it's hits it, really it is. It is though. He's really bad at doing it then. Well, it's the people. I think it's the I think the problem was he was doing it to the higher up in the card he got, he had to do it against big ass dudes. But when he did it to John Cena, it looked great. When he did The Rock, did it look great. He sold it well. Um, but I yeah, it I was just thought
1: just a better sell than it was a better move. Nah,
0: bro. The go to sleep was fire, bro. Get no, that thing sweet. in TK. He was his great again, game.
1: His
3: execution of it is my problem because I the the move isn't my issue. It's CM Punk's version of it. Like he was not he wasn't set up to do it
0: well. Yeah, maybe so. But I, I just think like oh, the matches he had with Brock Lesnar were amazing. We all know I love Brock, but Brock ain't out here, he ain't on this list for a reason, right? <laughs> CM Punk carried him through those matches. Like, CM Punk is one of the greatest to ever touch a ring. And he's, I mean, he's been, he's still doing it today. I think a lot of the hype is from the way he left and how he did it in a very, like, I won't say Stone Cold type of way, but like a very, like, all right, I'm taking the belt and I'm leaving type of thing. And he, he was going up against Vince. So that even adds even more hype to it and things of that nature. And he, as you talked about, he could talk on the mic classic promos he, he cut one of the best promos I've seen against the rock um so like held his on there but yeah CM Punk I I, I I would put CM Punk over but I did want to have the rock on here to bring more love to his in-ring stuff because obviously everybody just talks about you know what his talent outside of the ring but I thought like you said his DDT the rocks DDT Nasty. Obviously, his uh Spinebuster was good. Spinebuster, yeah. Amazing. His clotheslines were great. His like a lot of the stuff he did, he did at an elite level. Like you said, he just didn't have a ton of different variations of that. Um
1: I love that showboat punch you had where you would look at the fist and just punch oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It some it. of the best punches.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he really did. Like, like it was like the classic punch. Like if you watch a if you watch a random video on like Instagram, when they do a punch, they're doing the rock punch, you know what I'm saying? Um, where you stump when you punch and all that, like... <clears throat> but for me personally, I just think the CM Punk has more classic matches, where The Rock has good ones, but you ain't like, man, The Rock in such and such year, it's such and such pay-per-view tore it down, you know what I mean? So... Okay, uh, Roy. What did you? What was your? You, I'm you going with the Rock. Is I'm going I'm Rock,
1: but I do want it to go on record that after I started digging in, I almost went CM Punk. Okay, I went from no chance in hell to yeah. you know, maybe,
2: no chance in hell. Oh, uh, okay, right. I hope that I hope
0: that was on purpose. It was indeed. <laughs> I'm glad you guys
1: caught it. I know you would.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the Rock moves on. It's a lot of a lot of old school bias here, but it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. Uh the rock moves on. And next we have an interesting matchup. We have Randy Orton, who I we can talk about how he entered this bracket. <laughs> a little controversial. Um, versus Chris Benoit. Now, I originally had Rey Mysterio in this in this Randy Orton spot. Because I personally I didn't think he was top 16 of all time, you know, in ring. But I, you know, I, I, again, democracy, I asked my fellow brethren and they believed he was. So I put him in. So, yeah, that is how Randy Orton is on this list. I know some people may be shocked that he's on this list. I would like, I I would like the record to reflect that um,
3: (laughs) whenever Randy Orton was brought up, I thought someone else should have been pulled out. But at the end of the day, I think the best decision was made on that because honestly, Rey Mysterio shouldn't have been in here, in my opinion. I uh, yeah. I I do like Rey Mysterio I love Rey Mysterio. But mm-hmm. I like and and I think Rey Mysterio may be like his size may be at his detriment at this company. Like if Rey Mysterio was going against other people in his same bracket, then mm-hmm. his career would look very different. But I think they very specifically put Rey Mysterio up against very large people. Right.
0: And visually give you that visual aspect. You know, yeah,
3: like he was he was billed as the little guy.
0: Yeah. that makes and sense. Yeah. They
3: leaned into that. And so I think <laughs> that Ray we would have seen I think we I almost feel like Rey Mysterio was wasted in that regard. Just because okay. we we are able to see just about everybody else go up against people in their same weight division or in their same size range. Right. We didn't really see that with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And so because we were able to see it from everybody else, we were able to see like the full scope of what they were able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we got that with Rey Mysterio. At least when he it, his time in WWE, uh, yeah, WWE uh, makes his sense. WCW time, uh, I think he was more uh, dealing with people his same size. I mean, they were still significantly bigger than him, but they were much closer to his size. So, yeah. I feel like Rey Mysterio didn't get the opportunity to do very much wrestling. He was just doing a lot of jumping off of stuff. Because yeah. that's all he could do against the people they were putting him up with.
1: They right. really had him out here fighting Big Show. And the yeah. Great Kali. Yeah. Man, I think didn't they have him win a fatal four-way with who was it? It was Big Show, CM Punk, and oh, was it Jack Swagger?
2: I think you may
0: be right. Yeah. Let me look it I, feel but, like, I think that's right. But yeah, cuz cuz I know one time he won the title and then Randy Orton cashed in and beat him for the title right after that. But um
1: yeah, so not only was it a fatal four way with those people, it was also for a championship.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: And it's uh, I don't know. It's it really is kind of unfortunate cuz I love Rey Mysterio.
3: Yeah, yeah. I do too. And I I think he was at a disadvantage with the time yes. period because if Rey Mysterio yeah. was in his prime now then like he he'd be able to cook with a lot of people yeah, yeah
0: you're right and i mean but, uh, i he, think he roster... had a few he had a few classics but it was like you know it was like kurt angle or Shawn michaels you know what i mean yeah. but that was more of a rare than been more that he usually had which like you said it was especially that time vince was like i want big guys yeah you gotta yeah. be at least three feet wide exactly exactly yeah. and and um, so ray,
3: ray mysterio was um honestly like by himself like his yeah. time with eddie was some of the best yeah but uh that's uh i think ray mysterio yeah based on the time period ray mysterio was at a disadvantage and the time period and the like plan and the vision yeah i i think that um Rey Mysterio could have been utilized better in the long run.
2: Definitely. I agree. Definitely see
0: that. Um, so we have Randy Orton versus Chris Benoit. Um, I'll go first. This is easy. This is easy for me. I'll be honest. This is a layup for me. We don't talk about Benoit, but, you know, for the, for brackets sake, we'll put a moratorium over this. Uh yeah, just Benoit was just better in every aspect of the game to me personally. I mean, obviously, he didn't have the finisher, like the go-to, everyone knows it, finisher, mainstream finisher, but in every other aspect.
3: I mean, he had one of the best submission
0: finishes. That crossface. Yeah, no, cripple crossface was definitely there. Definitely there. He And he had one of the better ones. He did, he, You know, I don't want to keep throwing John Cena disrespect, but, you know, his actually looked like it hurt. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? He actually, like, Crippler crossface—he actually grabbed your face, and um, and yeah, it was—I mean, the the German suplex is pure. The headbutt off the top rope, pure. You know what I mean? The suplexes, everything he did was just top tier. You know what I'm saying? And Randy, I I like Randy. I think he has some of the better like DDTs. Obviously the the cutter, the the all these other things he did, but it's just I think Randy's a better like natural athlete talent. But just like if you were if you were teaching some young prospect about wrestling, I'm showing them Chris Benoit tape before I show them a Randy Orton tape, basically. Oh absolutely. So, um, yeah.
3: I agree. I like Randy Orton. Randy Orton's got one of the best drop kicks in the game. Yeah, that thing goes high. He got vertical on that joint. He's yeah, hitting like, in the
1: jaw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And and there are not many people physically capable of that. Right. right. Um, so yeah, Randy, it, as far as athleticism, like this is this may be disrespectful who knows um Randy Orton kind of like a Westbrook like he (laughs) can do all of this i want
0: to hear this okay oh
3: he can. that's the thing like Randy Orton uh, Westbrook I think is very unappreciated um because give me started Westbrook can like I don't know that there's anything Westbrook can't do Westbrook isn't consistent though
0: can't shoot it's one of the key components of basketball though
2: he can shoot
3: he's just <laughs> not consistent there have been games when westbrook has been killed him from three they just don't happen that often <laughs> at all
2: really
1: knocked that but, denver out out of the playoffs with one
3: but um like super athletic and very capable of doing all of the things that the sport requires right but just not not at the
0: top of very many lists. Yeah, I will say he had a really but, good like. What was the thing where he threw him against the ropes, come back, and he like spin around, power slam like really fast. What is that? Oh mean? yeah, I remember. Yeah. Saying, was
1: it the scoop slam?
0: Scoop slam. Yeah, it, it, it like it looked beautiful every time, and
1: it, was, it snapped too.
3: Yeah, his uh, his like prep work for getting into.
0: Oh yeah, the RKO, yeah. Ooh,
3: yeah. Like and that's the thing, like Randy punching. Orton, Randy Orton's yes. um that that RKO was perfect because whether he had prep time or not, it yeah. was like there were there was the time when he would do the prep time, like he'd get on the ground, he'd be punching the ground, you know, like yeah. heal Randy Orton.
0: But the out of nowhere's Yeah, that Ooh. was like peak baby face Randy Orton was like how how can he hit it? Where can he hit it from type of thing? Yeah, and honestly,
3: um, a lot of that was attributed to the other guy. Yeah, but facts. it still required the most, the tightest yeah. timing from Randy Orton. Right. Thanks. And there's there's no way around that. So, mm-hmm. like, as far as triple doubles go, Randy Orton has got a lot of them. <laughs> but guy ain't got no rings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I
3: love Randy Orton but um Chris Benoit in the ring uh Chris Benoit is in that goat conversation. Yeah. Uh there's you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who does better technical work mat work right. um than Chris Benoit. Now yeah. I and and that's why There's more than one category as far as determining this, but like, if you want to talk about like just on the mat, um, we could talk about the finals right now. Right. Yeah. But that's not the only thing, because Mm -hmm. as far as the other categories, Chris Benoit didn't really utilize those, but he didn't need to. Yeah. Sure. Like, as far as wrestling, Chris Benoit.
1: Chris Benoit is one of the all-time just straight-up best wrestlers. I think the only one who gives a run for his money is Kurt Angle. Honestly, other than that, I can't think of anyone else in the ring that is a better technical wrestler. And
3: that's the thing. Like if we if if that's all we're talking about, we could talk about the finals right now. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. But yeah, with the other stuff involved, and the cool thing, yeah, his his. His character was like, especially starting out, was less like crowd. He, obviously, he didn't need the crowd. He's more a villain anyways. Then he became a baby face. He kind of started adding the crowd in a little bit, but it wasn't like a specific thing or any, you know, prep time, you know what's coming type of thing, you know what I mean? And um it was more like him just doing German C three times and the crowd gets, goes crazy, you know what I mean? So, um, but um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm not surprised in the at the result of this, but okay. I uh, like what I'm seeing. Benoit moves on to the next round. Um all right, our last matchup of the first round.
1: You didn't ask me who I chose.
0: Mr. Oh, my bad. I, I thought you said my bad. You're right.
1: Who'd you choose? Here's the thing. When you asked us, I told you originally that you know. That Randy's, you did. Randy's in my it might be in my
2: it's top five. Crazy
1: what's very unfortunate is the placing yeah because who's above him in my top five is one one Benoit so not sure. that it would have mattered i I just wanted it to go on record okay even though my bias is heavy Randy orton right Benoit Benoit wins it out it's it's hard to beat him
0: yeah good point good point um. So Benoit moves on and he will be facing the next, uh, the winner of this next matchup, Ric Flair versus Seth freaking Rollins. What do you guys, what do you guys think? I mean, there's, I will say there's been so far, there's been a trend of anti old school. So I'm sorry, more old school than anti new school, but what do you guys think? So this is the hardest matchup for me.
3: Mm, Okay. Um, Ric Flair. Uh, was very much able to benefit from his time period. I feel like he was doing stuff at the time that like we hadn't seen a lot of, or mm-hmm. at least hadn't seen on the biggest stage or whatever. And Ric Flair worked like Ric mm-hmm. Flair was out there, like went yeah. it every week, multiple right. times a week. Like Ric Flair was in the life, mm-hmm. um, and so like Ric Flair didn't miss a game for right. many years. Right. Um. Ric Flair was also very good at making the other guy look good, Mm -hmm. and Ric Flair was very good. I mean, like he. I don't want to necessarily say invented, but he's the first memory that I have of you know like distracting the referee, the whole dirtiest player in the game, uh, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Seth Rollins though is one of the best
3: move executors I've seen Yeah. Uh, as far as what I've seen from him, his move execution is more often flawless than not. Yeah. Like Seth, Seth Rollins does everything that he does very, very well, like at, at the highest level. Yeah. And, Every time I see every time I see Seth Rollins it is like oh like no no botches like everything right. is beautiful and clean and executed to perfection.
2: Yeah. It's
3: a good point. And so on the mat it's Seth Rollins uh but whenever everything else is involved I'm going to be honest I'd rather watch a Seth Rollins match. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's...
3: that's uh... I'm I'm going to give this one to Seth Rollins. Mm,
0: I like it. Um, we're
1: going to just throw out the whole old man bias as well, because I'm going Seth Rollins as well.
2: Ooh,
0: I think okay. just,
1: his moveset was just so good. As Spencer said, just so flawless. Execution was on point. I do think the stomp kind of kind of dumb. Not a big fan of the finisher, but everything else that's, beautiful. I I like the stomp. Really, you? And know the thing me. is, that's that's also a really hard move
3: to like a like that hitting that without hitting it, making it look good and not fucking somebody up. I, I do. look.
1: I agree. I think I I honestly don't know why I don't like it, but I hmm. watch it. It just doesn't do it for me. Okay. The same way like Randy Orton's punt. It just didn't do it for me. Like it looked so good, and yeah. it was like it hurt, but I was sort of like, "eh." I'm just not a fan of it. The stomp just it just doesn't do it for me. Is it because it's so simple? Maybe. But then again, I mean, my my personal all time favorite finisher is Batista bomb. There's nothing special about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, That was one of my pet peeves of power bombs. Yes, yeah, I'm too. not a fan of the Batista bomb at all. <laughs> no so, one is. <laughs> yeah, we'll just agree to disagree yeah. on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love – to me, Seth Rollins is the video games of wrestling. Like, he's the – he literally does nothing – he does everything perfect. He does – it's like watching a video game. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. His falcon arrow is beautiful. His his stump is beautiful. His, everything he does – everything like there it's it's almost like it's almost annoying like that like he does nothing bad like and he could do a move the first time he's ever done it and it looked beautiful you know and clean like you said and I love the stomp like I love that he can do it in so many different ways he can catch people in so many different ways especially like as a heel you know distraction type of thing or you know, somebody, you try to get in the, lead, in the ring, somebody holds your leg, and then you come through, hit you with a stomp. Or as a good guy, I remember he had to beat Bobby Lashley. He did it off the top rope. Like, it's it's just really cool to see, you know what I mean? And the crowd is – and he's he's done it in many different – he's done it on the table. He's done it in a bunch of different places. Yeah, I, this is tough. Obviously, one of the GOATs, Ric Flair. But, yeah, we're talking in-ring. Seth Rollins is one of the greatest talents to ever come to wrestling. Like, he's the evolution of everything we've seen with all these other guys. And he's, like, you know, the the end result of all that. So, yeah, I agree. Seth Rollins moves on. How fitting that he was the evolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. All right. Now we're on the second round. These ones will be interesting. Uh, since we don't have to introduce people, it'll just be more of an interesting debate. Uh, first in the second round honestly could be the finals for some people um, in a different, in a different uh, seating, HBK versus Kurt Angle. Now I'll be honest. I'll just get mine out the way. It's Kurt Angle for me, but yeah, y'all go ahead.
1: Right. better I'm, uh, I'm going Kurt Angle. Don't need to talk about it. I already we don't
3: to talk about it. It's Kurt Angle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's Kurt Angle. Like I, <laughs> I'm going to be surprised if Kurt Angle's not the finals. Yeah. No. Like, tough. I'm going to be shocked
0: if Kurt Angle's not in the finals. Uh, yeah. So, folks, uh, HBK got him up out of here. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Angle it moves on to the next round. Simple enough. Next one, we have oh, an old WCW type matchup. We have Chris Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh. This one, this one, we, oh, mm-hmm. This might we might have to have a tiebreaker situation we'll see um
3: yeah this one's a good matchup
0: i is i'm gonna hmm. golly because like proud interaction i'm gonna give eddie probably the i'm gonna give eddie the the nod yeah. there but mm-hmm. like techno cool they're both elite of elite finishers i mean i love the I love the walls of Jericho. One of my favorite submissions of all time. He didn't do a lot of like off the top rope type stuff. Obviously, he did the the uh, the moon the salt. yeah. But
1: oof. honestly, the 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 code breakers,
0: yeah, too. I code love breaker, the code breaker. Code breaker was dope, and it was. I one wish he did it more. Yeah, he was one of the first people I saw that did it. You know, especially as a finisher, and it just looked. It always looked good. You know, what I mean, it looked like it actually hurt. Um. Oh, I forgot about the code breaker. That might have to factor in. Here. <laughs>
1: that codebreaker was nice. That was code again break. another move you can kind of do out of nowhere. It had like a yeah. KO effect.
0: Right. Right.
2: Oof. Um. Yeah, I'm be honest,
0: folks. I'm, I'm rocking with Chris Jericho here, just because off of everything we've talked about. I mean, one of the key factors of Eddie Guerrero is obviously the distractions, the creativity as far as, like, match layout and stuff. But, Chris, I just I got to give it to him.
2: Yeah, going Chris Jericho for my vote. I am reluctantly following suit in Chris
1: Jericho. It is a tough, tough selection, but I broke it down to if I were playing, a video, if I was playing 2K right now. I hit random, random, and it's those two. Who am I move my controller to? And Chris Jericho just just does it for
2: me. Yeah. I I think that my knee jerk was Chris Jericho. Hmm. But
3: factoring in everything. I think I would have gone with Eddie in the end.
2: Absolutely.
3: Definitely a toss-up. Like, there Like is I no think, wrong
1: answer in this one.
3: And I think yeah. that... Um, I mean, Chris Jericho, for obvious reasons, has the advantage of time on his side.
2: Right,
3: right. Um, and I think that Chris Jericho also had the advantage of... Reaching the top guy point, and I don't know that Eddie was able to get that done. Yeah, like he, he, Eddie he had, had, a had a lot of po- like, yeah, like, he had a lot of popularity. Everybody loved right. Eddie, but I don't think Eddie reached top guy. Um, I don't, I don't think
0: he had enough time to get there.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Vince would let him either.
0: Also, yeah, that- he had he had a moment. What was that? 06? you know what I mean. That was like his peak. Yeah, uh, Eddie Guerrero, but. Yeah, overall, he definitely didn't reach the main, main event level of the card till way later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Chris Jericho had been, been there, done that by that point.
1: So it definitely felt forced by Vince, just because the crowd loved him so much. So he's like, I have to. Like, what are you gonna do?
2: Right.
3: because yeah, I think because if it had been up to Vince, Eddie would have stayed at like European champion level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's a tough one. It's definitely, but again, we're factoring everything in. So, um, but yeah, Eddie and another, again, Eddie and another seed could probably be, our, maybe be our winner, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. That'll be an interesting matchup later. Uh, next, we have Undertaker mm-hmm. versus, did we say The Rock made it through? Yes. The oh, Rock, yeah. All right, my pen went out on me. So, Um all right. Undertaker versus The Rock. This is this is interesting here. Yeah, it is. I
3: feel like I know
0: where Spencer's going, but I I mean who knows? Not quite.
3: Um
2: I don't I don't have an immediate answer. I think that the Undertaker has a surprisingly
3: more expansive move set mm-hmm. uh, because again the rock did what he did very very well right but
2: he was limited in what he was able to do very very well right Um, but I the rock sells a lot better than the goat
3: yeah I agree with that like that's, I, don't, I wouldn't even call that up for debate. Um, I think that The Rock, I think The Rock does a better job of crowd involvement, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think character. that's what
0: I don't think that's what yeah. The
3: Undertaker's going for, though. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, he was
0: American Badass was a little more for it, but not really.
3: Yeah, like He Undertaker know? was never trying to. Yeah. Uh, like that was yeah. He didn't do anything flashy to produce that. Uh right. The Undertaker did more of a Tim Duncan style. Yeah.
0: Um I love these NBA references. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean
2: just for the people who
0: No, I, I like it. But um
2: Yeah. It's uh it's difficult for me. And I
3: still may need time to think about it. Roy, what are your thoughts?
1: I think just pure ring work alone. I have to give the edge to the rock. Mm. Just because I mean it's almost not fair because that was the Undertaker's role, was to kind of, you know, he's the ominous one. You don't know, like you don't know anything about him. I mean, watching The last ride, the documentary, like they like the film crews weren't even allowed to follow him. So they intentionally like didn't want you to know anything about him. He couldn't work the crowd. He couldn't do, you know, amp them up. Like all of his stuff was supposed to be just out of nowhere. Um and he was one of
3: those people, like he he definitely had heel and face moments, but he was one of those people who kind of lived in the middle. Yeah. Like he he lived in that area where like he Maybe even if he was supposed to be a heel, he was more just like scary than anything.
1: Yeah, he yeah. just he existed in the void. Is kind of how I always looked at like he was neither one side or the other. He just yeah. basically he did what he wanted to do, and yeah. he
3: he existed as like a because the way Teddy Long used him was just hilarious. <laughs> he <laughs> he was a a <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And Hold up, so, Playboy. Yeah, like tonight you're wrestling. The Undertaker! <laughs> Did you kind of deviate from that a little bit? Did you see that video that went around of like every time he said you're fighting The Undertaker? Oh, it yeah. was like seven minutes long. And it was just, yeah. tonight you're up against The Undertaker. Seven minutes long.
0: Yeah, bro, that was a whole shit. <laughs> <stick laughs> yeah, it was a thing. Was right yeah. And,
3: yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like The Undertaker, yeah, he lived in a void. Like he was. He kind of just existed and people loved him and respected him but mm. he was never like
0: in the headlines or anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I personally I'm going to I'm I'm leaning towards Taker just because like we talked about versatility. Like there's so many versions of Taker not only as a character but like as a wrestling, like his wrestling style. Like yeah, even, there was there was point, like, he
3: incorporated boxing into his wrestling?
0: Yeah, like there's a, there's a thing called like MMA or Taker where like he just starts doing like his finisher was the, what was it, Cobra? What was that thing called? Where he basically wraps his legs around you. And you like go to sleep. Oh, um,
1: uh, the, uh, was it Hell's Gate?
0: Yeah, Hell's Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell's Gate. Uh, he was doing a lot more like punching, like, yeah, like you said, boxing type of thing. Like that was like a whole like period where he did that then before, you know, with American Badass, it was a lot more simple, more obviously power bombs, less tombstone power drivers, you know. Um, yeah, it was just I just think versatility wise, he could he could not only adjust his character, but he could adjust his ring work to his character because he could execute all of it. He could really do anything he wanted. He yeah. just had to make sure he wasn't like, you know, the the like, you know, don't say a word, Undertaker. and still doing like high fly spots and stuff like that for the most part. He kind of saved that for other times, but like, yeah, man, like his versatility. He's he's had one of the greatest matches of all time with Shawn Michaels at uh, WrestleMania, and then oh yeah, with Triple H, or he had it with Shawn Michaels. Then he had it with Triple H back to back. Like that's because like, then I mean? he do
3: he did Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels again. Then Triple yeah, H, right,
0: yeah. then Triple H. Yeah, so he basically ended uh, Shawn Michaels' career. Due to that outstanding match. And then, yeah, the next year in the Steel Cage, Shawn Michaels the ref, it's like that's one of the greatest matches ever. And like The Rock is amazing, but you can't you don't think of like a rock match. You don't think of one. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Taker, he was putting on bangers like every week on SmackDown or even pay-per-views, you know what I'm saying? So to me you know to, to, to me, keep up the to keep up the NBA references, the
2: yeah.
3: rock. The Rock was almost like a Vince Carter.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I can see that.
3: Uh, And that's not to take anything away from Vince Carter, but what we know Vince Carter for, like, he is the best to do it, period. Yeah. No one, no one's, no one, like, Vince Carter was too much. Yeah. He could do some other stuff, too, but he wasn't in very many conversations for other stuff.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, you only uh, think of one thing when you say Vince Carter. So yeah. yeah. And but
3: I that what you, what reference may be unfair, but um might with, to be the tiebreaker here. I, I think so. Um I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to select
2: uh in ring in the ring on the map, uh I'm gonna have to go with uh the goat. Because
3: he was, I just feel like he was able to do more than the Rock.
0: Yeah. All right. The Rock had a good showing, but he is now out. Uh, like I, I feel like I, I feel like it. the
3: the Undertaker. There are a lot more people the Undertaker could make look good than the Rock could. Okay. And that's yeah. an incredible skill from somebody at his size.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. And like then, whenever
3: this is random, but like whenever The Rock choke slammed the Undertaker, it was
0: trash. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If he did another I don't when he did the stunner on Stone Cold, I was like, this is garbage. Um, but then
3: when Randy Orton tombstoned The Undertaker,
0: it was pretty good. Yeah, no, it was legit. Um, and I yeah, to mention like that match, the matches he had with Randy were good. Um Okay, so we have Chris Benoit versus Seth Rollins. Oh god, this is tough. This is tough. This is like the new version, outstanding technical wrestler versus like the old school version of what you think a great
2: technical wrestler is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm going to
3: give this to Seth Rollins.
2: I'm
3: going to do it. Um, I think that Chris Benoit is better technically. Right. But because Seth Rollins is as good as he is technically. Mm -hmm. And I think that Seth Rollins has a better moveset. And again, um, I mean, I'd say that both of them have pretty strong execution, but I think that what Seth Rollins is doing requires more precision than what Chris Benoit is doing, other than the headbutt.
1: So that that yeah. headbutt was—he would get, like they'd be other side the ring, and he's nailing you. Yeah, yeah. that headbutt CTE.
0: was just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what did it? <laughs> yeah, that's
3: what did it. That headbutt was uh was was very impressive, but I. I'm going to give it to Seth Rollins
0: reluctantly. I'm going to let Roy. I got my answer, but Roy, what do you think?
1: I Like I said earlier, Benoit to me is my all-time top five in-ring mm-hmm. wrestlers. Yeah. With, so, I mean, with as much respect as I have for Seth Rollins, I got to give it to Benoit. This
0: one... I, I thought I had an answer, but then I started thinking of where Roy talked about it. these are low key like two of my favorites of all time, like Chris Wild I love since the first time I saw him in w c w um but then Seth Rollins hit this gear that I just He's haven't moving seen.
1: right now too,
0: yeah, I just haven't seen many people hit this type of gear. And and,
3: I, and maybe I haven't watched enough Seth Rollins, but I haven't seen Seth
0: Rollins make any mistakes. No, I mean, he at one time he was known for like getting people hurt, but it wasn't really, you know, it was one of those things where like people got hurt. It just, he just so happened to be wrestling with them. But yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't have botches. And if he does, he does it in such a way to where he's like, oh, he meant to do that. And then he, he, he ad-libbed from that to where it looked even better. So, I mean, I, I struggle, man. I, I just think if we're fact, again, we talked about, it, we're factoring in all the components of being a great in-ring performer. Um, technically, I mean, it's kind of close. We're just doing just technical. I'd probably give the edge to to Benoit a little bit um, technically, but it's not much. And then the other parts of it, it's a kind of a, a sweet, I mean, it's kind of easy in Seth Rollins' favor. So I'm going to go. Seth Rollins. I'm
2: not mad at it. I'm not mad.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard for me because literally, I, I didn't like. I don't like but doing it. Yeah, he's one of my like favorites to ever. Like his chop, under super underrated. Like his gear, super underrated. When he would like bring out different colors with pro Yeah, I the, to go crazy yeah. With those pants, yeah, yeah, fire. With and like, I'm not with even a tight like guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fire. Um, all right. So to keep it moving, we have we have Kurt Angle against Chris Jericho.
2: What are we thinking? I'm probably gonna. I
0: mean, I think <laughs> it's uh, a,
2: I'm a
3: it's it's, it's a, tough. It's a tighter matchup than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's the outcome doesn't change for me though. But I'm
3: going exactly. Kurt Angle.
0: Yeah, God, I agree, Kurt, Kurt, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, it's, uh, he's
1: too much. He's
0: yeah, too he's much. just too much. He's just too much. Um, he's like a, he's literally the wrestling machine. Um, Kurt Angle moves on to the finals. All right, we have Undertaker, the goat, versus Seth freaking Rollins. Never thought I'd see this matchup, but the <laughs> same, yeah.
2: Um, Mm,
3: I love him most dearly. Is Seth going to end up in the finals? Hold on. Uh, Okay, go ahead. um, I'm not
2: going to say it yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I know how I feel. Uh, Again, Seth Rollins, he's uh, in the ring. Masterful. And... I don't want to do it, (laughs) but
3: I think I'm going to have to say Seth Rollins.
0: I like it. I like it. I like it. Putting your bias aside. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it, and it's funny because you said Taker isn't going to win the thing, but he's low key in the semi. Yeah, like he's
2: yeah, he's, he's, he's doing <laughs> he better than I thought yeah. would.
0: Yeah, he's low key semi. He's like one one, reach away. Um, all right, Roy,
2: What what's your, what's your temperature on this one?
1: Um, I I don't even want to say it because it hurts, <laughs> but I I gotta I gotta show Taker the door.
0: Oh, that's tough. I, I don't
1: want to do it. I don't like doing it. But so, I mean, it's like you said, Seth Rollins just—it's Seth freaking Rollins. Like Seth he's so good Rollins. right now. Like he's—he's he's flying. He's going. He's on it. Like you said earlier, like he's hit this level, and a lot of guys will hit the level and then kind of die off. Right. He just—he's just—he's still ascending. Like I don't know yeah. where the the ceiling is for him. Right. To be quite honest, like he's. He's going and it's so yeah. flawless and everything just looks good. It's hard. It's hard to say anyone can beat him.
0: I'm with you guys. It's Seth freaking Rollins, baby. It's uh the Messiah, you know, he's just it's tough. Take her first of all, for taking to being it be a big guy, being in semifinals with all these other great wrestlers, it's a, it's a, it's a nod to him, but it's a tough matchup. It's just uh, you know Seth Rollins again. He's a video game like he does everything you would think you, when you build a video game character as a wrestling like I, you think okay I'm gonna build a light heavyweight guy who can do every move. That's literally that's Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I agree here. We got Seth freaking Rollins versus Kurt Angle in the finals, guys. All that to say, I'm sorry, Seth. It, it, it's, and and it's what I want the debate for
3: me. And and what I thought about saying, but I will say now it didn't matter. So <laughs> <Honestly. laughs> Kurt was in the finals with like Undertaker and Seth Rollins, it didn't matter. Yeah, was, no, they were up Kurt for us. And, yep. Like who's getting the silver is yeah, what we're discussing just hurt. now.
1: I think it would have hurt worse if it would have been Kurt Angle. Because you'd be like, I, I want to give to Taker just because the goat, yeah, but uh, still at the end of the day, like it's, I mean, you can't create a better wrestler in ring than Kurt Angle, I think. Kurt Angle. No, I agree, like,
3: yeah, you know, uh, like he's he's too much,
0: and yeah, he's just
1: he won a he gold ever- medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> what else do you want?
0: He was one of the greatest submissions of all time, one of the greatest finishes. The Olympic Slam is beautiful, uh, no one's done it like him since his moonsault was gorgeous that moonsault like, was perfect i mean it is literally yeah if you were teaching a freaking gymnast you'd be like watch her angle <laughs> like yeah that moonsault was uh, perfect and it was it didn't make cool. sense
3: like based on how he's built you wouldn't think he's doing perfect moonsaults yeah bro it was
0: like up and like he didn't even like go backward it was like up and then straight down it was just gorgeous um Yeah, it it was crazy, but yeah. I mean, I think we we know what time it is. Yeah, Uh, it's it's just,
1: I mean, obviously it's going to help him that he was an actual, like, Olympic wrestler, but, like, his, the suplexes are just, they were so good.
2: Yeah.
1: There there are other Olympic
3: wrestlers, but none of them were, yeah, yeah, none of them were Kurt Angle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it just, it's it's wild, but, like, he just, yeah, He, he took to it naturally and just was, the best, the wrestling machine, um, and I think, or no matter where he falls in this, like if he had, we did a randomizer, you know, as far as the bracket seating, like I think he's, I think we get the same result. to Be honest. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I knew that from jump. Like, yeah, yeah, Kurt Angle, the goat in ring, he is our best in ring bracket winner, Kurt Angle. Um, that was fun. All
2: geez, right, so. Chuck.
0: Yeah, exactly. one of the greatest theme music. Ugh. Amazing.
3: So um, like he
1: ate it too. He loved it.
0: Yeah, and that like, was just like a thing.
3: He shouldn't have been as good as he was on the mic. No, like he shouldn't he, have. He should not. And I don't think that people realize how good he was and how hilarious he was, how entertaining he was, and how yes. he was able to like break other people.
0: Yeah. And like literally almost got
3: taker a few times. Like I don't think that occurs to people because he wasn't like he wasn't doing a lot of just like di- like because the Rock was like talking directly to people and just disrespecting them, making fun of them, yeah. and all that. Like right. Kurt Angle wasn't doing that, yeah. And so I think people didn't realize. Well,
2: unless I mean, you he-
3: Booker T. and his wife. Oh, oh he yes. was <laughs> he was trying to have Booker T.'s wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was trying to have Charmel. Was that her name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was trying. I, I think he just started like, I want to have sex with your wife. I, was, I think he <laughs> verbatim said that.
2: Like, literally. And not, on, on mic. Yeah, not On camera.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God.
0: That was crazy. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
3: that was wild.
0: I forgot about that. Um, But yeah, Kurt, I mean, he's one of the GOATs in several, several different categories. But uh, shout out to Kurt Angle. He wins our bracket. We will now. Finish out with our top five most underrated wrestlers of all time. We will go obviously like normal format: five, 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 four, 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 three, three, three. You know, normal format. I will go first. Number five for me: Dustin Rhodes, Goldust. Ooh. One of my, to me, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. He entertainment factor, obviously, he was amazing. When he came in, like, we just hated him because they thought he was actually gay. Um, you know, they thought he was like really, you know, gay out here, but he just, the dude just in ring was really good. I mean, obviously he's a rogue, so they don't, they don't produce bad wrestlers, but his gimmick, the uh, like he, he did it for so damn long. He was funny so long. The stuff he had with Booker T was like elite level comedy. Um, and yeah, just, I think Goldust just like uh, get as much love as he deserves as far as like one of the greatest, like, characters WWE's ever had. And, again, the longevity was crazy. So, yeah, number five for me, Gold Dust. I agree. Like, as far as characters go.
3: Yeah. Even, yeah. Like, one of the best we have ever seen. Yeah. Um, like, that's that's an e Oh, God. Yeah, that character work was impeccable.
1: Yeah. He it was so good. I mean, in because they they tried pushing Cody Rhodes so hard early on. Yeah, and it, what was what was he was?
0: Uh, he was Stardust. He Stardust. Was,
1: uh, yeah, like they yeah. wanted to, like they wanted him so bad. Like yeah. to be good because was the Rhodes, and he just wasn't sticking.
2: So,
0: yeah, like,
1: let's just throw in one of the dust like dust names and see if it sticks.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's it just never got to the level of Goldust, man. And yeah, just Goldust just they put him in any situation, he made the best of it. Um, he never got, like, the main push, but, man, like, the dude was amazing. Bro, if y'all look up on YouTube, when um, one of Dusty's, like, last, like, big moments in WWE before he passed, they had, obviously, Dusty. I mean, I'm sorry, they had Cody. I think it was Stardust at the time. I can't remember. But him and uh, Goldust won the tag team championships. And then, like, uh, Dusty was at the ring, and Dusty started crying. One of the best all-time moments ever, Um, but yeah, that's my number five, uh, Roy. I'll let you go next. Who's your number five?
1: My top five was really hard to do.
0: It's
2: mm-hmm. hard
1: to like actually place them because other than number one, I think number one is pretty. For me, it was pretty straightforward. Uh um, gotcha. I actually have kind of another, you know, wrestling lineage name. I got Ted DiBiase.
2: Oh, very good. He was a honorable mentions, Yeah,
1: Desira or uh, Goldust was one of my honorable mentions.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, Ted was Ted was nice. Ted is like super underrated as far as character, and he can wrestle.
1: Character, I think he was at the time was one of the best, and up until they were like heavy push, heavy focus on the story. Now, I think he was one of the greatest heels. Like he was so good at it.
2: Bro, he was one million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah, Million dollar
1: man. That honestly, I hate like the like the made up belts, like the twenty four seven belt, but that million Same. dollar belt, bro, I for a certain reason I loved it. I loved everything. I loved about it. It, it loved looked it. cool. Oh,
0: bro, the way he used to uh, treat Virgil, like, oh. <laughs> it was low key like some, I know black people was hot back then. I know they were. <laughs> it just, like, he make Virgil do everything for him, and uh, but yeah, no, you're right. Like Tevi Yasi like. Yeah, one of the greatest heels ever. He just made you despise him. He talked about the pores. He was just, he was going at everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and he he made, again, he made other people look good because, you know, it's obvious. If you're a babyface, it's easy to make yourself look good when another guy's talking about how much money he has and all this other stuff. Uh, that's a good
2: pick. Uh, number five for me,
3: D-Lo
0: Brown.
2: I knew you was gonna put D Lo.
0: I saw I looked up a list, I saw D Lo. I was like, gonna put D Lo. I already know. Oh god. I love D Lo Brown. He was great. Um
3: yeah,
0: and D Lo Brown,
3: yeah, like he never it, it feels like he didn't get very far. He or,
0: honestly, I mean, yeah, I guess technically, yeah. But he, I mean he, he had a really successful career. He just, yeah, he yeah. got a, he had a certain ceiling. Yeah, he had a. I feel like he had a solid run,
3: and then I feel like he went into more of a training other people, yeah, role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like D'Lo Brown was really entertaining, uh, in all regards. Yeah, uh, all aspects. Not necessarily like the best at anything, but like yeah. D'Lo Brown was really solid in like every category. Yep.
1: Always yeah. hold his own.
0: Always, he was super talented. Way more athletic than he looked. Way um, more athletic than he looked. Like, you. Yeah.
1: he he honestly had a really good build. He just
0: yeah, he really did. Especially yeah. for that time period, like you didn't have to be super cut. You just kind of had to have a muscular strong, build. Yeah, yeah. And his finisher, I forgot what the hell that thing was, but it was like a it was like a spike, but it was like a I forgot what it's called, but it was a really good finisher. Um, his music was fire. Yeah, uh, D'Lo Brown. Really, was it called the Sky High? I think it was Sky High. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, really good finisher. Um, one of the greatest European champions we've ever had. Um, he was possibly the yeah, possibly like dude was he's up there with like William Regal, you know, guys like that who just took the title, who you know, which isn't that prestigious and then just made it really, really cool to have. So, uh yeah, I like D Lo Brown. I knew I knew that was coming. I knew it. <laughs> uh, shout out to D Lo Brown. He actually works, he does like creative stuff in the background for like Impact Wrestling. And he's like one of their main people helping uh, younger guys come up, guys and growls. Uh Number four for me, one of my favorites of all time. I actually watched a documentary on the other day. My big fella, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam. Bam, Bam. Bam, Bam Bigelow. Shockingly the- athletic. Bro, one of the pioneers of like if Mammy Bigelow was out now oh bro he'd be one wow. of the one of the best wrestlers out he, right now wouldn't bro. be able to stop him yeah like the stuff he did was way before his time my dude was doing moon sauce my dude was doing everything uh his finisher was amazing uh I remember one of my one of my other guys on the list they did a, a tag team together in WcW it was great his ecw run was amazing. He used to just throw Spike Dudley around, just throw him in the crowd. Just like <laughs> Spike Dudley so much punishment. Yeah, he just throw Spike to the fifth row in the crowd. Um his his gear was fired. up and had the tattoo on the head. I uh, would it be out of line to say
3: that <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> probably probably
1: that,
3: yeah. <laughs> um I think that like if if Bam Bam Bigelow is a base, then That's the base Kevin Owens used.
0: Mm, Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's a good comparison, though. Like, big guy who you wouldn't expect to be able to do a bunch of stuff they do. And then, like, their moveset's amazing. They do, yeah, like you said, like, they do a a lot of stuff they shouldn't be able to do. Um, Yeah, man, that's a good point. I mean, Bam Bam is just... I think a lot of people watch Big Man and like took from him. They don't like ne- not necessarily give him the credit or say, hey, I was inspired by Batman, Man. But like a lot of big dudes started doing stuff like that due to him, you know, doing dives and splashes and fog splashes and moonsaults and all that stuff. Cause back then, dudes wasn't doing that. Yeah. And he had no business yeah, being none. able to do it. And yet none. here he was like,
2: yeah, shockingly athletic. Shockingly. Yeah. Big fella. Uh, Roy, what you got?
1: So my number four is a little a little unconventional, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I stand firm on it. And for me, it is Kane. Oh, I thought about Kane. I, I
2: thought feel about like
1: Kane. when people compare, like, they automatically compare, obviously, Kane to Undertaker. Yep. And in that instance, like, Undertaker gets so much shine. My yep. un- unpopular opinion is I personally like Kane more than the Undertaker. Mm, talk, I th- talk i think kane is more athletic he had a, mm. I liked his storyline a little better i okay. just think because undertaker was so big and obviously after watching you know the whole backside of it like mark was best friends with with vince like there's no getting around that that right. they pushed heavily towards undertaker as opposed to kane but i mean i feel like kane was so underutilized for anything he could have been doing
0: yeah no well, i agree with that i I remember something like, yeah, Kane was stupid athletic. Like, both of them played college basketball. Like some, yeah. So both of them were, like, extremely athletic. And, yeah, Kane, man, like, again, like, that first, like, eight eight to ten years, stupid. And, I mean, when he took the mask off, he has some great years there, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, my favorite version of Kane is, like, 2002 when he switched the patterns. Yeah, the, t- the
3: tank top was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I love tank top um, Kane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like – my, I think my favorite is like when he switched it. So he did the red and the mainly black, I think. And then he also changed like his mask a little bit. Um, I think that was in like was it WrestleMania 2000. It might be a little later than that, but yeah, that bro Kane in general, yeah his his choke slam was amazing. He had the best choke slam. He did. Yeah, I would you like to comparisons. Give him,
1: there's
3: there's no question. Like Kane's yeah. choke slam was. Easily the best one. You could yeah. just
1: tell, like, Undertaker's was getting more assisted by the other wrestler where Kane, like, yeah, you aren't like you look at someone like Kane is literally picking them up by the throat, like they are not okay. helping at all. Right. But, like I'm looking up pictures right now, like to try to look at the his outfit, and I forgot yeah. how jacked Kane just had huge, huge. Bro,
0: <laughs> prototype. He literally looked off a video game, bro. He was jacked. Yeah. Um, Kane was he was honestly more that's, physically. Impressive that's why I, I like to Tank Taker. Top Kane. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He was more physically impressive than Taker was. Yeah, and I think that's uh, why
3: they brought him in as. Like yeah. I think that was the whole point was like finding right. somebody
0: who was able to be that. Like yeah. Kane is
3: the only person
0: that could yeah. done that, and Kane's like scary factor is underrated. Like obviously Taker was scary, but like when that fire hit, boom, and you was in the ring, you was like, oh Ooh. shit, like. It's a rap. Like homie about yeah. to come in here, choke slam everybody, hit the little boom, and then walk out. Like and Kane, yeah, Kane made you wonder like, is that really? Yeah, is he, like, is he really that?
1: Yeah, you yeah. hear what was his song? Uh Slow Chemical Hit? And he was like, Oh, oh
0: bro, I like, loved oh, it when, no. when they had the lyrics with it. Yeah, the <inaudible> lyrics that <This inaudible> sold it. Yeah, that one loved fun. it. It just gets right. all
1: dark and red. And he was like, oh. Da-da-da. He had that little... You just saw his one eye. He had that contact in. I was like, oh, he can't see anything. Like, he's <laughs>
0: he's a demon is what yeah. I thought the whole time. Yeah. yeah, bro. When he hit the with the lyrics with it, I was like, oh, this is a different level. Oh, this yeah. This is a different level. But no, nah, Kane's a really good pick. I thought about Kane as well. So that's a good pick. Um, Spencer, what you got? Number four? Um...
3: I have jazz. Oh, I like it. Okay. This is going all black list. <laughs> no, I'm not going. It's it's not all black. <laughs> but um, jazz was absolutely before her time. Yeah, uh, we know mm-hmm. that when jazz was wrestling, uh, women's wrestling was bra and panties matches. Yes. Um, you know, women were L-L-fights, there yeah. like to be decorative and like it was. But jazz was wrestling wrestling really like, throwing them hoes around yeah jazz was fucking him up a little bit yeah, yeah. Like, jazz had a lot of talent and honestly like sometimes we would be like that
0: she is abusing that poor girl <laughs> was jazz i want to say she was but was jazz in the china era was like did they no. go against each other no. no china was out by then okay
3: okay so Jazz was more like Trish Jadis and Lita and Stacey Keebler are always around, but I feel like Tori was there. Victoria was there. Mm-hmm. Um who else? Uh like Terry and Sable had been out already. Um that's somebody, right. There's somebody I'm missing. Uh, but yeah, Jazz was um, yeah, she was wrestling. Yeah. And i I think she's underrated because yeah, like I'd put her in today with the women now.
0: I yeah. think
1: today Jazz is basically like a Beth Phoenix.
0: No, facts. Like, like she's she's had a build. She had everything, bro. Yeah.
3: Like she was uh she she was very legitimate in a time when that wasn't cool. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: If you weren't Stacy Keebler like Stacy Kubler, Michelle McCool, no one cared about you. It's like, oh that's nice.
3: Yeah. Because right. Jazz was not cute. But uh, <laughs> Jazz,
2: was,
0: Jazz was very talented as a uh, Spitz. I don't even want to say it, but as Spitz was saying, her face was lifted to 220. <laughs> she had a that, that, she had a That's strong 315. face. That was a
1: 315. Yeah, her
0: face was her face may have
3: been benching 350, <laughs>
1: 360. Oh, like, that,
0: oh that she face probably was also was benching
1: 350, too. She was
0: jacked. Yeah, yeah, she was strong. I will say, she was. Was it Jacqueline? She wasn't as good as Jacqueline was, but, but Jacqueline yeah.
3: Jacqueline predates her a little bit.
0: Yeah, she does. But like, she wasn't as good as Jacqueline. But like, yeah, and that's kind of why she's kind of underrated. Like, she falls into a different era where, honestly, like, because it was weird. Like Jacqueline, China, Trish Stratus. Yeah, they were low on the car, but they also got more love, obviously, yeah. just because they, I mean, objectively look better, but your jazz in a different era where it was like, yeah, if you don't look good, you definitely not get on the car. You definitely not get no love. That
3: was, yeah. Un- unfortunately yeah. for her, like that was, yeah. that was the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the, her-
1: the, <laughs> the divas era and the women's era are completely different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was like, she was, was, she
3: was in the divas era and she. Yeah
0: shouldn't have been like so you yeah.
1: don't want no no damn butterfly belt
0: right exactly a little ugly ass belt um some people want that back i'm like hell no that thing is ugly um okay number three for me one of my favorites of all time and is highly highly underrated ddp diamond dallas Ooh,
1: the original okay. cutter
0: yeah the actual that's why when people yeah, the say diamond that, cutter yeah, the diamond cutter. that's the RKL. name of the move. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, hold on. It's yeah. the diamond cutter. Like, cutter. Like, I'd be like, yeah. Um, DDP was one of my favorites in WCW because he, like, he was one of those – he kind of had a Daniel Bryan-type story. Like, he wasn't supposed to get over. Like, it was it was a Hogan era. It was a Kevin Nash era. It was Goldberg. But then he just got over with the crowd. He was he uh, literally called himself the people's champ. Like, he was one of the first people to say that in the Rockstar it after. But he was the people's champ. You know what I'm saying? uh the cutter and the, he used to do it like Randy Orton does it in a creative way in a way more athletic way the cutter but like DDP was one of the first people to like start doing it in different ways like he he'd get a guy in a power bomb lift him up and then throw him in the, like push him up in there and then hit him with the cutter or he'd mm-hmm. find different ways to hit it uh it was definitely more of a stiff way but yeah it was just when he hit it the crowd went crazy when he did the bang, like the music, bro, DDP, one of my favorites, um, like came out of nowhere. But I just don't think he gets enough love. Uh, when people think of WCW, and they screwed him over when he got to WWE, make, made him like a Undertaker's wife stalker. It was just stupid as hell. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, he was just really, really good. DDP is one of my favorites. It's so funny. Um, I realize now
3: because i loved him as much as i did i didn't realize at the time he wasn't getting the love he deserved like i just kind of decided like the people i like are the people that everybody likes right (laughs) obviously like i i i was uh i was good and grown before i realized like oh ddp kind of got hoed
2: yeah Yeah. he got
0: played like that was a vince oh you're too old because i mean he did start killing it when he was, like, already in his 40s. Like, he was mid-40s already. And then when he got to WWE, they were like, yeah, we're good. Yo, but your time is Yeah, bro, gone. he could have – because during the invasion era, you could have easily just have him do the normal DDP uh, character. He would have got over with the crowd. He would have been another person you could add to the invasion storyline. But, yeah, they were just like, no, nah, we're going to make you go up against the Taker, get smashed every week. You're gonna have this weird stalker character. It was just stupid. It was dumb, and it kind of messed up his legacy a little bit. But um, yeah, one of my hey, favorites. Real,
1: real ones, no though.
0: Yeah, real ones, no facts. Uh, had a great look, dude. Dude was just amazing on the mic. He, he was great. cut
1: too. He was.
0: Yeah, he was. He he's was. Doing,
1: he's doing yoga stuff now. It's like he, yeah, he bro, absolutely could have. Like Vince just had such an age bias and like build biasy yep. that he was just like, nah, you're done. But like. The dude had to stretch it four times a day. Like he is probably but, could still go today. And today, that's the like yeah. most
3: most wrestlers are not in good shape for very right. long. Like right. DDP is in great shape
0: now. Outstanding. But yes. he, like, he might be in better shape now than he was when he wrestled. Like dude is. That's why. Like sometimes he shows up to like AEW Royal Rumbles or stuff. Like even WWE. I think he did it like 2018 or so, and it was hitting people with cutters. Like it looked great. You know, just because he did that DDP yoga. Has helped a bunch of other older wrestlers who are now like in great shape now due to him. So uh, yeah, he's killed it uh, in and outside of the ring. So yeah. Um, all right, what you got, number three?
1: My well, number three is a guy that I have loved ever since I saw him, and I have always been so sad every time he gets hoed. That is Shelton Benjamin.
0: Hey, where was he? I mean, uh, Spencer was
2: he on your list? I thought about him. Yeah. Okay. But,
3: uh, you know, if you're
0: going to all black theme, He,
3: he said. I, <laughs> I did not. It, like, the the first two being black was, you know, just kind of how it happened. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah. I, I was not going with an all black list. Like, <laughs> gotcha, Xavier yeah. Woods is not about to be next.
0: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> low key might be one of mine. But, yeah. All right. Uh, so well, I said that because, like, he could. No, but, he could, low key. But, but no, show him Benjamin. That's a great pick. That's I mean, and pick.
1: If, I feel like every time he's in Money in the Bank, you're like, you had no – you're like, he's not winning it. They're not going yeah. to win it. And he, right. all, they would always have him go out in just these ridiculous ways.
0: Yeah, it would. Facts. And, like, I feel like they used him kind of like they do with Kofi, like, have him do some, like, beautiful spot but never get rewarded for it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Doing these, like, jump from top. Or like, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. The match he had with Shawn Michaels was a, that was a classic,
3: yeah. You know,
0: and that's like he man. was he wasn't at
3: the like he was he was just like creeping up to be intercontinental yeah.
0: level.
2: Like he yeah. wasn't
3: he was never the guy, Yeah. right? Like he, he was mostly a tag, tag team, team. yeah. Well, yeah, Charlie Haas, yeah. and he mm-hmm. honestly
1: might be the like just straight athleticism goes might yeah. have been the most athletic guy in WWE, and they yeah, just never, never gave it to him.
0: There's, like, nah, I agree, dude. man. I agree. I, I keep saying, what well, I'm hoping that they do. He didn't even need to win. I just want to get a moment like other. Obviously, Gunther's the Intercontinental Champion right now. Right. right. So anybody he goes up against looks better. They get a lot of shine. They need to have Shelton Benjamin like as his last match. He just says like, hey, this is my last chance. I want to get gold before I leave. And he picks he goes up against Gunther at like a pay-per-view. Bro, that crowd would be sp- Crazy. They would just be rooting for him, just no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Just out of just respect and how long he's been doing it. Or you can get so much love from him from that. You can get weeks of content from that. And I just hope they do that to like give him. He deserves it. Like, dude's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know. So yeah, he's just been whole so long. It's it's tough. John
3: Benjamin is one of the few wrestlers I met in person, and that is a large man. Yeah. Yeah. Jacked. Like- he doesn't look that big on TV because he's, you know, everybody is yeah. huge, but like in person, he is huge. Yeah. Jacked. And I realized I met Triple H that same day. And I was like, that's why you don't look that big. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> Triple H is just.
0: He'd be like lied. a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You see those gotta, like uh how to draw superhero books where it's like you start out the triangle. Bro, they yeah. ended it right there when, when <laughs> Triple H was made. They're like, all right, that's it. Put some legs and arms on it. Oh, wide back. <laughs> <laughs> Laying a God. plane on his traps. Yeah, like Triple H, yeah he's <laughs> he shoulders
3: for days. <laughs> Goodness. Um, funny. so my number three. Um to jiri. Bro, oh. literally was on my <laughs> list. My honorable mentions. I love Tajiri. I love Tajiri. Uh, Tajiri was so great. Tajiri was so talented. And Tajiri, I think because he was, he never got very far. Yeah. But Tajiri and Tajiri may have been doing like regular shit in other places, but here, yeah. like the shit he was doing was off the wall to me. I was like, yeah. this is. I've never seen anyone like this. Like I had never seen the mist before. Yeah. Uh, Like I was like, I don't understand. I
1: what perplexed me when he would just throw it out there. Yeah. When I was when I was
3: young, I was like,
1: How the fuck
3: did he do that? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um. His his uh like his in ring gear like them pants with the flames like I needed that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
3: like because wide leg because yeah that was at a time period where like that's that was my aesthetic like yeah i was like i need those fucking pants right now (laughs) i need them um and Uh, i feel like if he had been in more pay-per-views he would have been able to like change the like the 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 levels of opportunity he had with because i was out here like let me design his (laughs) pay-per-view right like i yeah i got it uh yeah yeah, to, that buzzsaw kick is one of my favorite moves. Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, yeah.
3: He was his fucking strikes, people up with it.
0: His strikes were crazy. His strikes are what, I mean, you guys not know, Asuka is the current wrestler. They're like, she's the greatest striker, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of them look like they don't hurt. But to Jerry, to Tajiri Jerry was hitting you. was like, you heard it was a pop when he hit you. He didn't slap yeah. his leg either. Yeah, like, no, you, he was, yeah. yeah you felt like, that. And... What I love about Tajiri is so underrated. His character work. Like, obviously, he was great in the ring. When he got with William Regal, amazing. Yeah, that's like, the thing. like I think you're, his character work was really underrated. Because I
3: remember the conversations backstage. Yeah. And he was having, I was like, this is hilarious.
0: Hilarious. Like, and I think that's what kept him around so long. is Because, like, yeah, there was other guys who were good in the ring just because they stick around. But every time they put him with somebody, like, backstage for interview or just segments, it was hilarious. It was hilarious,
3: and he had another move called the tarantula.
1: I was about to bring that up. Oh, I yeah. like loved the tarantula. I yeah. was like, "How
3: the fuck did he do that? <laughs> I don't understand."
1: <laughs> but I love it. Well, he was he was rocking the super kick too back when it was like he was. No one could have a, anything related to the yep. switch in music. Yeah, and he they're like, "Nah, Jerry, let him have it." Like I said, that so. buzzsaw
3: kick was mean, 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 and yeah, I loved it. Uh, anytime I in the game was building like a martial arts type
0: like yeah.
3: Tajiri t- a lot of Tajiri's moves ended up.
0: No, in he's there. a template. Yeah, he's a yeah. template for sure. Um, love Tajiri. Tajiri, shout out to him. Um number two for me, my boy, Booker T. One of the Ooh, more underrated guys ever. Kane Booker. Like, he just doesn't get the love he should. And I um, don't
3: understand it.
0: I don't Man. understand it. Like, in the ring, amazing. We all know what he does. Entertainment factor, we all know what it is. Like, dude was one of the more entertaining guys uh we've ever seen. One of the greatest transitions from WCW to WWE ever. Like, that just. I'd argue like, the best. Yeah, like, probably the best. Like, like,
3: you could argue that Goldberg's was really good. But I, I'd argue yeah. Booker T's was the best I line. agree. Like,
0: Because it was day one. He was already the WCW champ. He came over during the time. Yeah, he got to go up against the Rock off the rip. You know what I mean? So he got to get that that uh, sh- that rub immediately. He just he was built for it, bro. He was built for a bigger stage with the spin of Rudy, with all the stuff. Um, his,
3: his shit with Stone Cold was great. His shit bro, with Goldberg was great. His shit yep. with Rikishi was great.
0: Like yep. he
1: he didn't
3: really he didn't miss.
0: miss.
1: He didn't miss at all.
0: At all, bro. Changed the King Booker. Later I on, like still every
1: kid. phase of Booker T was so like King Booker, Even, aside from Charmelle being annoying, young bro. King Booker was flawless,
0: flawless, God. bro. Even when he was commentating, yes, bro, he does it now. Uh, bro, hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, uh, Booker T, oh, I love Booker T. And
3: Booker T, um, I know that we talked about Chet Benjamin earlier, but Booker T is one of the most athletic athletes. Oh yeah. that I've seen in the literally ring.
1: the Have, have the you ever tried to do a uh, the scissor kick?
3: Oh, bro. I, it is. Answer. I don't think I, I have the I vertical can. for it. I don't have I don't have the vertical for it. Like yeah. I I have tried it and I think that if I could be in the
0: air long enough, I could get my foot high enough. But I'd kill somebody cuz I would come <laughs> down too hard and Yeah, like I, I couldn't do it. Doll. I couldn't do it well. Uh, yeah, or safely, or
3: any of that. But yeah, like the it's nah, it's and, and that's the thing. Like it's really impressive. Yeah,
0: because there was nah, one really time is.
3: he did it in like slacks, yeah, and, like a, a dress shirt, shirt Bullshit, <laughs> with a yeah. chain on. Yeah, bro. Like, uh, like, and it looked so good. Yeah, nah, and it was I was really like, he, he, I would have torn those slacks. <laughs>
1: He, and honestly, he looks like he can go today too.
0: Bro, he's outstanding shape. Outstanding. That's why he can show up for us. I mean for real rumbles and all. He still wrestles every now and again because he has his own like promotion. So he still wrestles every now and again. But yeah. Booker, one of the one of the goats. Uh Roy, what you got for number two? Number two?
1: I got Mark Henry.
0: Ah, good one. Good okay.
1: one. I feel good like one. Mark, I mean, Mark Henry's been there or was there for so long. and you know, just dominated. Mm. But anytime you think of, like, you know, even in his classification, like, you know, top five big men, I feel like he's never talked about. No, I, don't, I don't know why. I mean, that literally was one of the world's strongest men, I think, like, two or three years, like, actually world's strongest men. And they just they just used him as, you know, just a big obstacle.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, his honestly, his best moment was uh, at the end when he did, like, the House of Pain. Yeah. Uh that and he had bro he bro, has three six mafia perform yes. all, uh, like <laughs> live. That song Maybe. was somebody come <laughs> not their ass kicked. What? Yeah. Yeah. Fire, bro. But yeah, that that whole run, the house of pain run, was he legit was a monster. He was legit was scary. I uh, will say I
3: wasn't a big like he needed a better, he needed to workshop a finisher. Well, I love the finisher. The world's strongest, strongest slam. slam? I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think
1: we need to workshop that a little bit. <laughs> that's,
2: that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, you also at his side,
1: yeah. Like, what else? What is he going to do? Well, he's that, not, not going to do a six-one-nine. That ain't just. I
2: don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I just it just looked good. It, you know, most people do the little, or they do the uh, Samoa slam or whatever. But it just that that looked that one looked good. Um, but no, nah, really good pick. Um, the house of pain run was, well, and, and, I, and he literally. could do it to literally anyone, anybody. Yeah. He made, that's a great thing. He can make big show look, you know, beatable. I, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he so, was he,
3: like world's strongest, man. He was literally strong as fuck. He
2: literally, just,
1: ha, he literally has a title for the world's strongest man. in like what I can't remember what year it was. So yeah. he could just 97 pick maybe. Show. So I'm like, Dude, yeah. just pick a big show and like, big shows, like, I'm not, like, I'm very comfortable right here. Right. Like, just exactly. drop them.
0: Like a baby. <laughs> um, like a baby. All right. Uh,
3: Spencer, you're number two. Uh, we've already talked about this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is Kane. Hey, nice. Um, much like where I said, uh, Kane was, I guess, overshadowed by The Undertaker. Uh, yeah. because they were compared to each other mm-hmm. as opposed to Kane being able to be his own man outside mm-hmm. of his connection to the undertaker and his comparison to the undertaker um so Kane I feel like he wasn't yeah he wasn't given his due and, and unfortunately it's because the undertaker was there and yeah as we know it's- the goat there. I I love the undertaker and yeah, the undertake. Like, this may not be a fair comparison, but um, it's kind of like going back to the NBA comparisons, <laughs> um, kind of like because Michael Jordan was there, Clyde Drexler, who was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody talked about Clyde. No, that's facts.
2: That's
3: like facts. Clyde, Clyde, it, it just sorry, Clyde. Yeah, um, no, that's facts. Like, you're very talented uh you're very good but like in the shooting guard conversation nobody's yeah. talking about you
0: buddy yeah, you're not the best <laughs> at your position it's kind of tough to talk about you when you're not the best at your
3: and and like get to the point where cuz you know how there would always be like like for example Charles Barkley and Karl Malone were always like in debates and people would talk about both of them right. uh no Clyde was number 2 but
2: a Nobody,
3: gap. yeah, yeah. Like, there was no discussion about no. Clyde. Like I feel like every other position there were like Patrick Ewing and David Robinson were talked about together. Yeah. Um, no, it was Michael Jordan,
0: the end. Yeah. Kane, and then I mean there was a gap there. I mean, Taker was like the go the one of the best when he walked in. He was going up against Hulk Hogan, like, you know, two a couple years in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Undertaker,
3: yeah, he had time on his side. He had been doing it forever. And honestly, I think that The Undertaker being there allowed Kane to get where he did get. But um, once, like, Kane wasn't able, I I feel like The Undertaker being there didn't allow Kane to spread his wings through no fault of Kane.
1: Yeah, I'll say there's nothing that he could have done about it. Like, they were the same build. The same character almost like it was just unfortunate that yeah, Undertaker like, was there.
3: Yeah, the Undertaker was the template that was used for Kane. And unfortunately, Kane kind of got hoed because of it in the long run. Yes, absolutely. And, and so, because Kane had Undertaker potential, because as we know, again, the goat. Yeah. Kane could have. Like Kane had th- that opportunity, like Kane
1: could have been that Kane could have reached that i and this this could be a hot take I think Kane potentially could have surpassed it just but given that's his, what I'm saying. Like,
3: yeah, like like Kane like he the it was had things been a little different like it it could have been there for him, yeah, uh, I think that Kane was not quite as creative in the ring, but other than that uh like kane had all the pieces and he just wasn't nothing he was it wasn't given to him like he wasn't able to
1: he didn't have luck on his side is all it was he just fell to an unfortunate spot
3: yeah and and so kane is Even though Kane is, you know, relatively popular and, you know, he did end up doing well and all that, like Kane could have easily been at that GOAT level, but the circumstances didn't let him. And so Kane is very underrated, even though he had a successful career and all that. Yes. Like, like underrated regardless. Like, because he, the level at uh, the level to which he could have ascended was, uh you know unfathomable. No, that's true.
0: I I wonder how many times did Kane have the championship?
3: I don't know. But if he if he did have it, it was never Seven? long
0: enough. Didn't he, he had quite
3: a bit, didn't he? I feel like he, I feel like Kane is more known as a tag team champion.
0: It says three times okay yeah. World champion, but I, yeah the,
1: okay. Yeah 12 time world tag
0: team.
3: Yeah, like I feel yeah. like his his tag team yeah. championship game is is high.
0: That's true cuz he had Don, Daniel Bryan uh he with the Big Show uh yeah, yeah Hurricane he had uh yeah Big Show the goat uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, the goat exactly. Not my goat, but yeah you get it. I get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And I, I but,
1: mean even you throw in like Corporate Kane like wasn't doing in wrestling but like still Oh, yeah. Great.
0: He and got show off like mic skills more than like been too.
1: Now he's a mayor.
0: Exactly. He'd be saying some wild shit, but you know yeah. that is uh
1: imagine going to your city council to complain about potholes and Glenn <laughs> Jacobs is sitting on the other side of the desk, going, you know what? Actually, I'll drive around that pothole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, I'd be distracted the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, my number one, most underrated. Is Scott Hall. Scott all Hall right. was Scott Hall was one of the first like big men I had seen outside of Taker that like could actually wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Could like literally put on a show. Like his his ladder match with uh, Shawn Michaels was one of the best all time. It was like the first ladder match, um, and like you know he was obviously a part of the Outsiders with with. Um, What's my Kevin, why am I forgetting his name? Kevin Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, but, like, Kevin Nash was not a good wrestler. Like, he was big, no. he was stiff,
3: you know. Ke- but the- Kevin Nash was just, like, tall and good-looking.
0: Yeah, he looked the part, right, exactly. And it was just glaring when you watched, uh, outside his match, Kevin Nash is doing his, like, very one-level thing, and then he tags in Scott Hall, Scott Hall's, you know, six set I forgot what how tall he was. He was tall though.
3: He's six seven, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, six seven and like moving agile, smooth. Everything was technical. Everything looked really good. And then he still had the the character stuff. He still had the, you know, the the, the toothpick. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, he was the bad guy as he called himself. So Scott Hall and his finisher was dope. The the um what did he call it? But basically like the crucifix kind of powerbomb type of thing. Um uh, that was always really cool to watch. Um uh, Damian Priest does it now and it's all—it's really cool. And yeah, Scott was just one of the best, man. One of the best, especially for a big guy.
3: The Razor's Edge.
0: Razor's Edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was especially that's what they called it especially in uh you know, it's Razor Ramon days. Yeah. Ramon.
3: I it didn't occur to me how big he was because he was always with Kevin Nash. Yeah, being yeah. next to Kevin
1: Nash when you're big, yeah, hard tell. But, but he was yeah. six seven.
3: Yeah, bro. Big like so. I, it did not occur to me that he was six seven because Kevin Nash was six ten. Yeah, and so yeah, like I didn't, I didn't realize. But yeah, with other people, I was like, oh my god, Scott Hall's huge.
0: Yeah, big and. I mean, he was usually, yeah, and especially during, that, you know, that time, like, he was wrestling big guys. I mean, every now and again, he, at the Icy Tide, he go against, like, Bret Hart or uh, Shawn Michaels. But for the most part, it was, like, some big-ass guy. Um, but, yeah, Scott was, he had swags, his, his gear was dope. Uh, his little jacket with the little flames was fire. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, he was just cool. Yeah, he was just cool. dude has sweat. He's yep. one of the white dude that has white egg. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Him and Kevin Nash. Yep. People loved him. Uh, but yeah, uh, the bad guy. Shout out to him, Scott Hall, my number one. Uh, Roy, who's, who's your number one? You said you had a definitive number one. So
1: definitive number one. I've thought about this for years. I feel like William Regal gets no love.
0: Man, he almost made my list, bro. I love no
1: him. love. He almost he's man number one for sure. I mean, he's been there. Ever, I mean, I think he's still part of WWE. Is he not?
0: Yeah, he came back. I mean, he works. He's been a key part of NXT and its growth.
1: And I mean, look at how NXT is going. Like NXT now is, it already was like the the feeder the feeder program, but now it's like yeah. you make your name in NXT, you're almost guaranteed to go. Where like people making their name in NXT back in, you know, the the start of it, and it didn't necessarily translate well to the WWE. Exactly. Where now I think because of William Regal, because of uh, uh, like Booker T on there and Triple H pushing everything, I think it it helped him so much. But when you think of like your Mount Rushmore or just not not even that, like just top 10, top 15, William Regal's never even thought about.
0: No, I mean, well, G, William Regal could have made our bracket low key. Like, Yeah. You know, he could have been top 20. You know what I'm saying? If we did top 20, top, you know, he could have made that easily. Just his – in ring work was fire, and then like, like his character work was fire. The stuff he did with Tajiri, the stuff he did with Stone Cold, the stuff he did with you know plenty of other people was just really good, man.
1: And you you slap on the the bot, and you're fighting him in 2K. There's no guarantee you're winning that match. <laughs> right. Like you could yeah. be on easy, and he could still piece you up. And you're like, well, he's an eighty-two.
2: Yeah,
0: he, they the computer knew. Like he's he just That's. actually he
1: just gets no respect.
0: No, I agree, man. Dude was a wizard in the ring. He actually has a son. His son, I think it's Charles Dempsey, I think, is in NXT right now. Bro, literally, carbon copy, just a little more athletic looking. Literally beats you up, grabs a limb, beats it up, you know, for 20 minutes, and then hits you with a submission. So uh, I think that's
1: what it was. Is he just, he never looked great. Like he was always just. Yeah. A lit, not even, Like I mean, obviously, in real life standards, he looked great. But, like he was just a little bit unathletic looking at the time to where sure. everyone else was. That people, that he just never got the push he
0: deserved. It's funny because like he's a good looking guy. Like even when you see him now, like if you Google uh, William Ringo now he's a good looking guy. I yeah. think he got to he got to WWE a little late. Like he was a little older, so he was kind of like obviously his physique was on the way down, but like. Cause like his WCW days, dude is like yoked. But
3: if, I I know William Regal as mostly the commissioner.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that,
3: that's my William Regal, and then he yeah. uh, he's the reason I know what brass knuckles are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he because he exactly because he came over a little late, had a couple of years where he got to like really flex and got to go with his IC titles, the European title. He had a classic match. I think it was against. Chris Jericho at a WrestleMania, which was really good. I think it was seven, WrestleMania 17 or so. But um, then he yeah, transitioned to commissioner, had the little stuff with Tajiri. It was just, you know. But William Rego, man, one of the best. Like, literally Absolutely. one of the best. And
1: I feel like every time people talk, like when they just actually break it down, they forget how good he was. That's yep. why I think he fits so perfectly in this category.
0: No, he does. I mean, dude is extremely underrated. And like and like you said, like has had a huge impact outside of the ring, like um, and so we were real. One of the he was he was dudes.
1: the big reason why I watched a little bit of uh uh he's the reason I got into next I should say, because like just hearing him like yell war games yeah. juiced me up.
0: Bro, bro, you, your blood started boiling. <laughs> yeah, dude,
1: I'm ready for this.
0: Yeah you ready to run into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you're getting a good pick. Uh, Spencer, you guys are
3: your number one? Uh, my number one, and I have talked about this person in a different top five. Okay. Uh, Billy Kidman. Oh, okay. Like, I, whenever you told me this was the top five we're doing, I immediately knew that Billy Kidman, because people haven't heard of Billy Kidman. Yeah. I'm like, why not?
2: Right. <laughs> like
3: Billy Kidman, and I don't know necessarily how long he wrestled, but um, Billy Kidman was great, very entertaining to watch. He was smaller, and so he was usually up against people who were smaller, and those matches were incredibly entertaining. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Billy Kidman. I, he was okay. in that golden era of cruiserweight wrestling. Yeah, and
3: uh, it was it was really good and fun and entertaining to watch and i just i really enjoyed watching billy kidman and the fact that there's so many people who have no idea who he is the fact that he's just not discussed ever
2: yeah
0: um yeah he's uh very underrated to me my man was going out there in a white well you know in a a tank top i was gonna say something crazy a tank top (laughs) and, and some jorts and was going yep. out there giving people work, right?
3: Yep. Yes, that is exactly. Yeah,
0: that's what he did. And some like cut off jean shorts. Yeah, bro. Like and some boots. Yep. My you know, I man, good. But like, bro, he was holding. Like he was defending the title, the cruiserweight title, when it was like, you know, Dame Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, to Guerrero. Like dudes was like Ultimo Dragon. Up. I think
3: was still there.
0: Yeah, yeah. like that. That was a title everybody wanted in that division. And yeah, dude held it down. He had yeah, one of the greatest finishers of all times as far as like top rope finishers. Um, yeah, dude is dude, Billy Kim is really, he really is underrated. Really, really wasn't taken advantage of when he came to WWE either. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a good pick. It's a good one. Um
1: but I'm ashamed to know that I first heard about him because he was married to Tori Wilson. And Tori Wilson was one of my, like, at yeah, the time, that. my, like, my go-to divas. Because, you know, when you're creating a character in 2K, you always have to have the the video program. It's got to be one of the divas. Like, it's either yeah. Stacey Keebler. Mine was always Tori Wilson. Nice. Tori
0: Wilson's really good, too. Yeah. I forgot they went together. Yeah, they were married for, like, five years. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Shout out to that's a win. It's a win for Black yeah. Kid. That is a win for Black Kid, man. Oh, well, well, it was. Oh yeah, okay. You got five <laughs> years. You got five yeah, years. Yeah, hey, that's a credit for that.
1: Five years better than most.
0: Um, saying, right, that's, still, that's longer than any of us. before. <laughs> yeah, Wilson. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've never so met. That. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> don't count me out yet, Spencer.
0: <laughs> no, nothing. you a <laughs> lifetime. Um. Some of my honorable mentions, uh, some of the guys you, you guys touched on, Ted DiBiase. I think Jake Roberts is one of the more underrated of all time. Um, great on the mic, had, was the originator of the like making the DDT look like a you know a real finisher. Um, mm-hmm. Dean Malenko, love Dean Malenko. He just didn't have the character work, and he was kind of surrounded by dudes just way more charisma than him, but he was a really good wrestler. Rob Van Dam is on my honorable mention just because, you know, he should have just got way more love. RVD like, was almost my number one. Yeah, and like, he, he should have got more love from, like, WWE. Not necessarily fans loved him, but yeah, WWE just didn't give him the push he deserved.
1: I think for me it kind of falls into what Spencer is saying is, like, I was so in love with RVD that well, I had no idea that, like, other people, like, didn't quite care about it. I'm like, how do you, how could you not?
0: Right. I'm same way, bro. Like we talked about it on our that on one podcast. Like his I would be I would like, you know, they do a little promos for the match at the end of the night, the main event. I'd be like, yo, what color what color gear is he wearing? Like what is his like what design is he gonna have on it? You know?
3: My guy's like, onesies were fire.
0: <laughs> fire, bro. I'd be like the one with the raptor on it. I was like, oh my god. Um but yeah, yeah that rounded right
3: I guess the reason I didn't put him number one is because they did pair him with Paul Heyman. All right? Yeah. And so like, in my opinion, he did not get where he should have, like he should have, he should have made it to top guy. And yeah. like, I, I feel like what happened with RVD and what happened with Brock Lesnar were so like drastically different as far as like outcome. Hmm. And that's why he was originally my number one. Yeah. But because they gave him Paul Heyman, I was like, you know what? It's, I don't know. I, I he Personally, he's underrated, but I think that he's not quite as underrated as the other people I chose because people do know about him. And he did kind of get pushed because mm-hmm. they did give him Paul Heyman.
0: Facts. Nice. And I mean, he was a fan favorite. Like some of these guys weren't necessarily fan favorites. They were just, you know, we loved him. And so we put him on air. But yeah, he definitely was a real wrestling fan. Like they, they fucked with him. Yeah.
3: We all I loved RVD. Like, regardless of how Vince felt, we loved yeah.
0: RVD. Yeah. Like, dude was, dude was amazing. Um, I loved him since his ECW days. And then when he came over, I was like, yes, he's going to fit right in. So, yeah. uh, yeah, his matches with, like, Jeff Hardy and stuff. Amazing. Um But, yeah, the, those were, like, my honorable mentions. Did y'all have any honorables?
1: I had one Montel Vontavius Porter.
3: Hey, that's
1: MVP on my a good,
0: That's a good one.
2: That's a good one. I Easy. honestly,
3: I really don't, like, I was there for it, but I don't have vivid memories of him in the ring. I just he, know him as a mouthpiece. He was pretty good. He
0: did the like. He's uh, good.
3: Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, Baldin.
1: I will say I hated his entrance. Like, I didn't think the song was good. I thought that, that, like, the the, his little tunnel he had, like the inflatable tunnel, was cool. It could have been done differently. Yeah. Honestly, what I think ruined him was having the overdrive as a finisher because it's just a we, I mean, people just don't like that as a finisher.
0: It is trash. Not gonna lie to you. It looks very like old school WCW type of finish. It, it
1: doesn't look like it hurt anyone. Like you literally just like you it looks like it hurts you more than anyone. And I think that's what fans knew and people were just like eh but I mean he could he could talk he could he could go they and could. people liked him but like he just they couldn't get past that like everything that looks kind of soft.
0: Yeah. And it was it was a weird time. It was he was trying to sell like the you know pro athlete type of thing and I don't know. I mean, he has some great rivalries with Matt Hardy. Um you know, think stuff
1: Cena was pretty good yeah, with the yeah. uh, United States Champion.
0: Yep, yep. He was like one of the staples of the U.S. title. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He made it made it look really good, and he was really good on the you know the undercard. But no nah, MVP is a good good one, and like what he's done outside of the ring has been great. Like his character work, kind of the same thing. Um, but no nah, MVP is a good one. MVP's a really good one. Uh, yeah, his music was trash, though.
1: Yeah. One, two, hear the clock. I'm like, tick. To- I'm like, two, we
0: gotta stop this. Four, two, yeah, that was garbage.
3: I'm coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: um, I had a few honorable mentions. Um, <clears throat> I had Ken Shamrock as one of my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. I... Don't have, like, the most vivid memories of Ken Shamrock, but I remember thinking, like, oh, that, that's a crazy man in there. Yeah. He's going to hurt that. He's going to hurt that guy.
0: When I think of Ken Shamrock, I think of when The Rock hit him directly in his forehead with he <laughs> was on his knees. I was like, bro, you wild. But you Ken know. Shamrock and the tough guy was just like, it hit me. Like, yeah. He didn't, yeah. He took it. He's like, I got CTE already from fighting, so I don't care. Yeah, not worried about it. it it's just <laughs> right. it's
3: just another Monday for me.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I remember really liking Steve Blackman.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I remember we talked about Steve.
3: Yeah, Blackman. I love Steve Blackman. <laughs> um, and you know, he was underrated just because like people don't talk about Steve Blackman.
0: Yeah. But when I was like, about Steve Blackman is like, if we're talking about like real ones in the locker room, like dudes you just don't play with.
3: Yeah. Um. He's, yeah, he's the guy you don't, you don't want those problems. Yeah. Uh, in real life. Like no. that man is a weapon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember when it was him and Al Snow, they were the cheese heads. Bro, that stuff was hilarious. Al Snow. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and
2: he's
0: uh, good. Uh, and I definitely had
3: Goldust, as Mount honorable mentioned as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that entrance alone. Yeah. Uh, with the camera work that they did for him. And, yeah, all
0: that. yeah, that was really good. You know, another person that almost had on my list? Mr. Mr.
1: Kennedy. Kennedy. You got to wait for it. Uh I I wanted to hate him. But I, I did too.
3: Him. I wanted to hate him so much. And I was like, I I can't. He's
1: <laughs> just, He stands Um, there and the light comes on. He just raises that hand, that mic drops. And the mic drops. Uh, I was like, like, He's the
3: only. I was like, They put a mic up there just for him. He's (laughs) the only guy who's got. uh, Yeah.
0: Bro, you know that dude sitting up there all night long, like, God damn, what is
1: (laughs) this? He's got a fishing Um, pole with the mic on the end. He's like, Come on.
0: Bro, bro, like, he reminds me low key of like LA Night, what LA Night is doing now as far as like. Not, yeah. like, naturally getting over with the crowd just off of – just his mouthpiece, just off of –
3: you know what I mean? I agree. I think that when I first heard about LA Knight, he – like, I thought of, like, a The Rock-Mr. Kennedy combo.
0: Right, yeah. Like, just got got the phrase, got the catchy phrase to get you in, and then from there it shows you, you know, the talent from there. But, yeah, the Mr. Kennedy. Like, dude was fired. Like, that's – Loved it's sad it. that like saying your name gets you over, but yeah. it was fire. He even yeah.
1: transitioned into uh was he in TNA when he went yeah, yeah. when he went to Mr. Anderson, it was still like
0: it's still fire, it's
1: still good. Yeah, I was like, this is still Hell. good.
0: Yeah, bro. They played him like he should have. I remember it was one year he should have won money in the bank. Like yeah, they they played him, man. They they played him. Yeah. But no, nah, he was really good. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first people I thought of, but I was like. He had a short run and some other guys, you know, when you mentioned Mr. Kennedy, everybody does his thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody just works out in unison. Mr. Like, you yeah. <laughs> know. That's uh, so good. It's just fun to do, bro. It's just literally fun to do. But uh, some of these other guys, you know, they don't have like a catchy thing like that, some of them. But um, all right, gosh, It was, it was fun. The bracket was, you know intense and competitive, but we got through it. I mean, we kind of knew who the winner was. It was kind of like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you know, the top team, we knew who the top team was, but, you know, we need to see who they were going to go up against. Um, and I was surprised. Um, the two outcomes that I was surprised by.
3: Like, I absolutely knew in my heart, it was going to be Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit.
0: Yeah. No effects.
3: And it wasn't.
0: No. I mean, I think, you laying out the thought process before you know that kind of helped. Yeah. yeah, I had a few
1: that I like. I was struggling back and forth on. I mean, honestly, the it was the CM Punk one. I was like, not a yeah. chance. And then I started thinking about like, yeah, you gotta give him his roses.
0: No, yeah, I probably would have. I would have went CM Punk there, but I mean, either way, you would have lost. I would have had him losing the taker. So um, yeah, but now some good ones and. Shout out Seth Rollins, man, and then putting mm-hmm. that work got to the finals. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And then obviously, top five most underrated. Uh, you know, we'll we'll do an overrated. Do, have we done an overrated? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll continue or, with the top fives. And no, uh, we
3: we did un, we did overrated moves. Finish. You did, yeah, you did overrated. Uh, I think that was last week. I think that was
0: in the last episode. Uh, Or maybe two episodes ago. That's right. You're right. Because I thought of this due to doing that. You're right. I mean, it's what you did. Overrated finishers. Yeah, Yeah. we did overrated finishers. Yeah,
3: Um,
0: that's right. Because I remember
3: uh, in the overrated list, uh, when Orange Cassidy showed up, you were like, "Uh,
2: what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That dude has always had the wildest takes. And uh, yeah, you just can't get over the... Orange Cassidy is just one of the best characters out there, you know. Suspension of disbelief, you know. I mean, you got to go in there with that, but puts on fire matches. But um, yeah, no, it was a good one. I appreciate y'all coming on, Spencer and Roy helping me out. Um, and yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, again, you can find us on all the socials. I can do all, Jordan Tole Spiel uh, at the League of, at the uh, LMG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, you can hit us up on the group chat, um, the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. But, uh, yeah, hit us up there if you got any questions or any input on what you thought the bracket should have been or if you have any ways you sh- you would have had it, you know, play out, uh, any upsets you might have had. And then also, if you got top five, hit me up. Let me know. I want all the smoke. So, uh, but yeah, fellas, I appreciate y'all coming on. Thank you for having us. It was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. All right. So next time, guys, we out. Yeah.